Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin, it's an extension of number one. And number three, Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh! You see, you push the laws, and you end up dead. OK, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Only virgins can outsmart the killer in the big chasing. A really big fan base for a slumber party massacre um one though, and hopefully not else. not two because no we don't need to talk about two. have you seen the slumber party massacre two um i no, i don't i nearly funnily enough though i nearly got it the other day it's um, not good no i know but I've, I've heard it's not good but i was in where were we we went to when we had uh when we had our friends up visiting and we went to york yeah, we were in uh, HMB, and I was just just browsing the the horror section as you do, and I was like, oh, it's it's yeah, maybe it's, I thought maybe it's a chance to pick up a few things just to add to the collection, and I saw it, and I was like, should I? But I ended up getting, I ended up being really sensible and not actually getting anything. Um, Collection purposes, it's quite a cool little thing to have. Was it the mm -hmm. double feature, one and two? No, I think it was just the second one. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm. Yeah, which is what which is what dissuaded me. I thought if it was the if it was a double box set, then fair enough. But yeah, it was just the one. I think um, there is a third one. I think I'm not sure, but the, the the second one just I'm a big fan of the first one, but the second one just it's crazy and kind of nonsensical. It's basically Prince. He, the guy looks like Prince with a guitar <laughs> with a drill on the end and kind yeah. of is kind of a supernatural being, I think, from what I remember. I've only seen it once and that's enough. Is it am I right in thinking that the the drill is like it's a it's really phallic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite comical. Yeah. As far as a drill goes. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty dumb. But you know, good old fashioned nineteen eighty two, good old fashioned slasher. Yeah, yeah. Well, of... yeah. It's it's definitely you could. It's a one time ticket off your list. You know, kind of like what we said with uh, Cannibal Holocaust. You ticked it off. You can move on. Maybe add it to the collection. That's about it. <laughs> but um. I just got the trailer up now on Amazon. And part of oh, yeah, it, it look. apart from the guy running around with the drill, it does look like Porky's. It does look like it could be a Porky's <laughs> yeah. or a National Lampoon. Um, yeah, sex romp comedy college caper type thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's something special that is for sure. <laughs> um, this is probably going to be more so. I think this is going to be more so your episode. You reckon? I feel like you're going to be better at this than me. Oh, I do, I, I do, I do, I do think so. 
I mean, we just we just list. We're just gonna rattle off. We're just gonna rattle off. We're just gonna list stuff. List some stuff. In fact, I did. I, I almost suggested, and it was it was. I didn't because I thought it might be a bit late in the day to try and organise it. But um, while I was uh, doing a bit of googling and, and a bit of research, I did come across like one of those uh, tier list generators. Yes. And I thought, oh, we could have. That would have been an idea. We could have maybe we could have ranked things. I Properly. do like the idea of t- those tier lists, like as content. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to do one. I think in the future, like I said, like a franchise. We've like yeah. it's got to be a, it's got to be a franchise that has a lot in it. You know, a Friday, a Halloween. Nightmare only has seven films, I think, which granted isn't that many compared to others. Mm. Um, or a, a Hellraiser, and then you can really rank them. You can't. Yeah. You can't do a tier or saw. You know, Saw would be a good one. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do a tier list of a trilogy. <laughs> no. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be very long. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes. Unless you did done. a tier list of trilogies. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. But then, nowadays, trilogies can't just be trilogies. They need to have a continuation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. See, there's but, just ideas, but, ideas, yeah, ideas. unless you impose those rules and just went. We're just gonna look at the trilogy. We're just gonna look at the original three films. The OGs, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, that's our rambling out the way for uh, the beginning of this episode. <laughs> um, we're both under the weather, both tired. So that's as, that's as good as that rambling is gonna yeah. get for this. Uh, you know, you 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 know by now that I've already started recording, and when Always, my 100%. my podcast voice comes into question, I talk like just a game waiting. show host. I, I just <laughs> wait for the point where you you reveal. Where that sting, that musical sting comes in and it you, re- you reveal that you were, we were recording all along. You, I feel, always feel like you kind of need that sort of, something to lead us in rather than going, right, Aiden, I'm pressing record and welcome to the Dreadcast. Yeah. Hello, my name is Tom. This is, it, we got, we got to have a, a it, running into it. It's a more natural conversational style that we aspire to, Tom. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and what, what the people no, course, expect now. Um, before we get into welcoming, I do. I, I when I was editing last week's episode, The Wicker Man, go check it out, folks. It's on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. It's a great episode. It's doing very well about The Wicker Man, nineteen seventy-three. Um, you you mentioned oh, we we talked about my backdrop uh-huh. and how every week it's going to be different, and it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's no furniture <laughs> now <laughs> because I had carpet fitted, and it was a total mess and disaster. But it's done, and so next week, hopefully, there might be some <laughs> furniture here. There might be something different. There might not yeah, be a wall here. Yeah, now it's going to slowly build back up again, like <laughs> a, like an advent calendar, or <laughs> I don't know, something, one of those serial magazines where you get a little bit of the model each month. Yeah, until yeah. You've, <laughs> I'm slowly you've built building the room. Yeah, a, a life size 3D model of the human body, or whatever it might be. I'm just going to yeah. knock this wall down. It's going to be a full-on suite. There's the shower. <laughs> there's the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, welcome back to the Dragcast Air One and All. Um, this is episode thirty-eight, and we are going to be looking at uh, not tro- we're not calling them tropes so much. We're, we've gone with the upper brow word, the high brow word of cliches today. Cliche, cliches in all our favourite horror films and franchises and whatnot. A couple of points of note just before we get into it. I want to give a shout out. Because um, after I was I was delving into the 
we host with Podbean. I was delving into the statistics and uh, analytics of it. Those are two big words. We got some a big shout out to listeners in Germany, the United States, New oh, wow. Zealand, S- Spain, and Singapore. Far out. We're getting so, worldwide, baby. Dreadcast worldwide. Wide, pit, wide. Pitbull up in here. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> this is this is the Pitbull podcast. We are worldwide. Nice. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. welcome to everybody and you know, wherever you're listening from. Yeah, um, I was I thought that was awesome. Again. So yeah, shout out to everyone listening around the world. Really appreciate it. And uh, yes, do go check out the Wicker Man from last week. It was awesome discussion on uh one Aiden's favourite film. Favourite horror film. Favorite film. Yeah. Favourite film, full stop, favorite I film. think. Yeah, yeah, in general. Certainly. Um, I didn't have another point to mention, but I cannot for the life of me remember, so it will probably come to me at some point. Have you? That was it. We, we've we been off this for a while. Um, how's the reading going? You've been oh, rusing anything um, lately? Absolutely nothing. No, I've kind Brilliant. of fallen off the Brilliant. wagon a little Brilliant. bit, which is a shame. Um, I hope you enjoyed that, folks. That was great. <laughs> the last book I picked up was uh, Lloyd Kaufman's uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie. So, mm. yeah, I think I, I, I've got a few pages into it. I really can't comment, but I think it genuinely... I was expecting it to be more biography than uh, anything else, but I think it actually is about how to make a film. Um so I think it'll be for an interesting read anyway, but obviously I'm a I'm a big I'm a big trauma fan, so Yeah. Um there's lots of references to, to obviously uh their films and um how they've become the sort Man. of success that they are given its schlocky Jeez, gory yeah. B movie nastiness. It's a shame um, you weren't with us for the Mother's Day review. Mm. That film's wild. <laughs> it is wild. I watched it recently. Yeah. Oh, no, not wait. Mother's Day was recently. Did you watch it on Mother's Day? Um, <laughs> no, I don't get it because I was no, I was away at work and I was looking for something to. Well, I was looking for specifically for a trauma film to watch, and that right. popped right up on Amazon. I was like, oh yeah, I uh, I know the the lads did that uh, that episode, so. I give that another spin. I think I saw it years and years ago, and it needed a. And I don't didn't remember very much about it, so it was kind of like watching it for the first time again. I it like was very enjoyable. As I was I mentioned to you, I've been going through In Search for Darkness, and I just finished number two. Um, I think they just announced In Search for Darkness four, which was nineteen ninety to ninety four. They're moving into the nineties, yeah. Yeah, but specifically ninety trilogy. ninety to ninety four, just before Scream. Well, I think it's again. going to be another trilogy of docs yeah. that cover the whole all of the nineties. So, so good. Yeah, going to but be um, good. while watching it, yeah, they they do focus a lot on uh, at points for trauma stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about Toxic Avenger, um, which I we that will need to come soon because I haven't watched yeah. that in a hot minute, and I really want to watch it again. No, I mean, uh, poor Melvin, poor Melvin. Um, there, that is get is that getting a reboot with Peter Dinklage? Oh, what, playing Melvin? I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just... <laughs> does does the Toxic Avenger need a remake? Does anything need a remake? Yeah. That That's an episode in itself. Yeah. <laughs> because, in my opinion, the some of the best... Right, I'm, I'm... What's the time? 
Right, I'm giving myself a few minutes to delve into this before we get into it. Okay. This is a big discussion. Horror, the re- thing with remakes, you should only remake a film that needs it, like a bad a bad film that could mm-hmm. do of a remake to really... It's like um, Speak No Evil came out last year. Yep. One of my favorite horror films of last year. It was so bleak and disturbing, but beautiful at the same time. It's getting remade and coming out next year. Yeah. With James McAvoy. I mean, what the hell? It just came out. It's so unnecessary. Now, you look back to films like The Fly, The Blob, and The Thing. Those are those are three of the best that had, that their originals, eh, you know, middle ground, but their remakes succeeded them exponentially. They, they were so much, they were sure. so far ahead in being better films. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get stuff like the remake of Texas Chainsaw. It didn't need it at all because the remake is perfect as a horror film. But the remake was sound, you know. So there are different levels to the remakes, but yeah, you, Toxic Avenger remake doesn't need it. Stands on its stands on its own legs really well. Yeah, I mean, it's like talking about bad films that, that say was a bad film. I mean, trauma films are intentionally bad. Yes, That's kind yes, of the whole ethos and the point of it. So. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need. I certainly don't want to see it done well with good effects and and things like that because that'll lose the whole, the whole the charm of it. And I, neither do I need to see another schlocky version of the same story because we've got the original. But hey ho, we'll see. We'll see. Modern audiences. I suppose it's got to actually materialize first because I. I Got a feeling that rumor has been circulating for quite a while. I I don't actually know if it's in production. No, me neither. I'll just have a quick look and see. Um, It's it's similar to like the um, whatever the big film rumors I've been going for like maybe a decade. Like there was a the Metal Gear Solid movie that's been in the works for ten years or whatever apparently, or the Akira live action Akira movie that was originally slated to have Zac Efron in it. It's never seen the light of day. Oh, there was also um, uh, they were going to remake the raid with Chris Hemsworth. Like, oh yeah, why? I mean, a lot of that. A lot of the time, it's that, isn't it? It's it's because it's a foreign film, and they yeah, want that's to, exactly it. They want to do a Hollywood version. Yeah. Or a, yeah. Um, it's lazy. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, there was an article from twenty from last year, May last year. Yeah. Talking about it being released last year sometime and we've not seen anything else of it yet so who knows what's off the radar again for the meantime yeah um but yeah i'm not it can wait i'm not in any desperate rush for a toxic venture reboot no no not at all um on the last point i did just remember i just want to i want to bring it up trying to remember to bring at the beginning of every episode that what we've got coming up on the podcast and the channel because Fair enough. I have it with my own podcasts I listen to. Sometimes you don't listen all the way, so we'll get it. We'll get. We'll, we'll get. Grab you now before you leave. Uh, what we have, we have a plethora of. We've been busy. We've been gorgeous busy stuff coming up on the podcast soon in the next few weeks. Evil Dead Rise. Why would that not be next? It's looking fantastic. I'm yeah, stoked I'm really for it. And it's. I've not heard a bad thing about it so far. Nope. I nope. tend not to go by reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I just just sort of word of mouth, and yeah, I'm stoked for it. I'm hoping it's Man. not one of those cases where you're you get so excited and it's like, eh. 
I, I don't know. My, I mean, my timeline for the last week and a half has been nothing on various social media. Has been nothing but Evil Dead Rise, mm. uh, and if it's not, obviously, there's I follow like directors and cast members yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but then just a lot of people are sharing it, retweeting it, fan art mm. I'm seeing, and there's all sorts of stuff. People are really hyped for it, and I think it's gonna be. I think it's deserved oh. hype. I think it's going to be good. if it knocks out of the park, it's still keeping the tradition of not a single bad Evil Dead film. Mm. And that is a rare thing for a horror franchise. <laughs> um, so we got Evil Dead Rise coming next. Straight after that, the week after that, we are going to be looking at the first in... Oh my God. I, I, I fuck this up all the time with my Italian directors. It's Fulci, isn't it? It's Fulci. It's Fulci. I don't. I get Fulci, Diodato, and Argento always mixed up. I don't know why. The first of Fulci's trilogy, Gates of Hell trilogy, City of the Living Dead. Um, have you seen City of the Living Dead? Um, again, may have seen it many years mm -hmm. ago. Almost watched it again. Um, not that. Not that long ago. I bet if I went on Amazon now, there's maybe five minutes into it, and then I decided where you started, I <laughs> and I decided that I couldn't be bothered because I've got a, I've got a very strong suspicion that I did think, oh yeah, I'll watch that, and then for whatever reason, changed my mind. It might have even been the night I I ended up watching uh, Mother's Day when oh. I uh, <laughs> when I was I was I think I did it because I think I did about three or four films and couldn't quite settle and was like, oh, no, this is. Not until I was just trying to find that perfect thing I was in the mood for, you know. Yeah, there is a um, there's a 4K edition out, and it's only nine pound on Amazon. So I'm probably going to pick that up before we watch it because I quite like to see that with some special features. In fact, while I look now, VHS tape of it of City of the Living Dead Vipco's Vault for twenty quid VHS. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, City of the Living Dead. Um, first in the Gates of Hell trilogy. Um. After Evil Dead Rise. Then we're going to be moving on to a little indie film that came out. I believe it did come out this year. Because we, we looked at the trailer at the beginning of the year. or Yeah, it was the beginning of the year when you joined the mm -hmm. podcast. The Outwaters. Yeah, yeah. Nice little uh, found footage horror film. Which I don't mm -hmm. really have any idea about. I just know it's meant to be quite gruesome. Especially no, trailers me neither. Looked like. A apart from that trailer, I haven't really seen anything else about it since. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to, yeah, hunt hunt down somewhere. We'll, watch. We'll, I'm sure we can find some sort of means of watching that <laughs> legally. Of course. Oh, crap. Above oh, crap. board. Yes. Yes. I'm. I'm going to go down to my local video store and <laughs> purchase a copy of the Outwaters, which I'm sure there is not a single one, the physical copy of that in the world. Um, so yes, after the Outwaters, we'll then be looking in. See, look, we planned. We've got some plans. We're then going to be yeah. looking into a, a film that I am so glad you picked. Um, and I'm really glad that I'm you were really happy about this yeah. pick as well. Because <laughs> um, there was gonna... a part of me that I was, I was expecting it. Like, is he going to hate this? Is he going to hate this? No, I've seen it before, a long time ago, and the reason why I was happy you picked it was because it just has one of those random memories in my brain that I always remember seeing it, and I'll bring this up again on the episode, always remembered seeing it in, VH, in VHS in Blockbuster. It was mm -hmm. one of those primary horror films that was always up front. It was like that, um, Faust was there, uh, um, 
Shriek, the the parody horror movie. That there was, was that sort of mid. Oh, um, Ginger Snaps. That sort of nineties yeah. horror was there, and it's mm-hmm. always just imprinted in my brain. Wishmaster, that specific poster, the black poster with him in the middle. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, and I then, am looking forward to doing that one. After Wishmaster, we will be doing another topic episode, discussion episode yeah. like this one. We haven't decided what yet. Uh, we may do, uh, I don't know, a trilogy and get it get it done in 15 minutes. So just whip it out. Just just get it done, you know? I shouldn't say whip it out on here. That sounds wrong. No. <laughs> whip <laughs> anyway, it out and get it done. Just whip it out. We're just going to whip it out and get it done. 15 minutes, you know? So Actually, we're going to long it out then, true, if you're fair, if it's 15 minutes. So, Evil Dead Rise. Moving swiftly on. Evil Dead Rise, City of Living Dead, Outwaters, Wishmaster, and whatever we can think of for the month of May. Yeah, I mean, any ideas on any topics, general topics uh, we could cover, feel free to drop in in the uh, the, the feedback sections, the comment sections, or get at us on social yep. media. Um, I'm sure which are right there. We can we can cobble to we'll cobble something together otherwise. But if you guys have got any Ooh. ideas of. Uh, Broad strokes, general horror topics. This is not a. This is, this will be a, a general topic episode, not a specific film we cover. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any ideas? Let us know. Hit us up. As far as again, before we get into it, as far as the social media, we do have the Instagram, the official Instagram at the Dreadcast. Uh, our individual ones are beneath us, and I am trying to get this specific Twitter uh, account made for the podcast. But since Elon, uh, the uh, child uh, adult child baby mm-hmm. annoying arsehole took over twitter it's really difficult to add a new account to your existing account which you can do on instagram already like you know you just swap between your like your business and personal whatever so i'm trying it probably i'm gonna try this week again and hopefully we'll have it by the next episode but just stay tuned keep searching for the dreadcast on twitter search it for it everywhere you'll find it everywhere yeah and give us all those thumbs up, like, shares, comments, rates, share Ring it, those tell bells. Us. Ring those Cross bells. those T's, dot those I's. Love it, love it. Right, let's get into today's discussion. But before that, I need a piss. Right, righty ho. Um, now, like I said, I did just go to the toilet. I went, sorry, folks, and that's a bit too <laughs> much information. Um, I did wash my hands, and all's good. Oh I did look up into the mirror, and everything was safe. Everything sound. was safe. Now, why did I bring this up? Is Ooh. that a lead into your first horror Se- trope, Tom? Segway. Nice. Segway. Neat. Smooth as butter segway. Yeah. So my first horror trope is about having sex in horror films, basically. So <laughs> No, I mean I think in front we, of the mirror. If, how else? <laughs> Don't we all have mirrors on our ceilings? Yeah. Do we not all have eyes? Um Yeah, we we were briefly discussed about I don't know, maybe we go back and forth or whatnot, but we probably got the same stuff, so we'll just... Well, if if the bathroom mirror reveal is number one on your list, the bathroom mirror reveal is also number one on my list. I wouldn't say it's number one. I wouldn't say I've I've 
uh, rank them or list them. Right, they're just right. bullet pointed. Um, but the, <laughs> it's close to the top, the, the closing yeah. the mirror to a jump scare. And I I think the one... We also we also discussed that these, these cliches we're going to be discussing back and forth. We're not going to be pinpointing every scene and every movie that they're all featured in because... No. It's too much work. Um, I mean, some of them are. It's a lot. It's a. It's, oh, yeah. We'll just need to say what they are, and every you'll, you'll all go. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you'll you know we'll all have several examples. Some of them even that prevalent that they even transcend horror, and they've become a meme and a joke in other genres. Yeah. There's one in particular that I've got where I found examples from comedies and sitcoms right the way up, really you know, horror films but all the way through to yeah yeah it's sitcoms as well it's it's that much of a of a, a like I say it's just a meme at this point it's that prevalent i would say like before i get into that one horror horror really is i would say the main film genre it like it focuses on and uses its cliches like it's because we've we've managed to get this list and as you scour through the internet, you know, I was looking for research, not trying to steal other people's work, but horror tropes slash cliches is a thing. You don't get... Oh, yeah, huge, you, I mean, huge. yeah, action action films, rom-coms do... It's This is the main genre that really has them and utilizes them, and especially I would have thought in the 70s and 80s where they were... Some of these were just key, so mm-hmm. key to the fact that, like you said, we're not going to mention the films. They were just... It was there. like a checklist. It's just, just yeah. We have so, to get you know, this in the film. This, you've got that. You've got that. Yeah. You've well done. You've made a horror film. Yeah. Um, the, the, the the one film that came to mind though with the the closing of the mirror to lead to a jump scare was American Werewolf in London. I don't know if you had that with with Jack suddenly appearing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best examples. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. Because uh, particularly for that for that film in particular, mm. it's it was really unexpected. Because it's not a normally that I mean normally that occurs in what like ghost films and you know haunting films, um, slashes and stuff I guess. Yeah. Not not expect it. You wouldn't really expect it in a werewolf movie. And is that the no. first time he appears? It's not the first time he appears, is it? No, because he's a lot more decayed at that point. Yeah. Um, I think the first time is when. It is in the hospital bed. Yeah. Um, yeah it is. I only watched it like recently his, as well. His, his face is very... You can still see the, 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 the scars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the slash marks and stuff. Well, yeah, but yeah, the... I think that is one of the better examples of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it does... It just appears... It does appear a lot. Um, what did I have as a, a bad example... Oh, I mean, a bad. There's a bad, not a specific bad example, but when it doesn't work is when it's a fake out, when it's mm. that your sister or somebody. You know what I mean? It's not the villain. It's not the spook. It's not the monster. When they use the bar the bathroom mirror, yeah, reveal and it's it's a fake out. I hate that. Like, don't do that. Which then if leads can... to the jump scare. Yeah, and then yeah. they turn around and it is. Um, I think it, I think Candyman's a film uh, it's quite prevalent for it, isn't it? Because obviously that's the whole, yeah. uh, the whole deal, the whole way of summoning him is through mirrors. So I think yeah, there's quite a lot there. That's um, not so much just using it as a 
a cheap jump scare. That's integral to the plot mm-hmm. of Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also got the the, the Shining. Uh, again, not so much a jump scare, but quite integral to the plot. With I mean, it, it kind of ramps up really quickly there with Danny writing Red Rum to suddenly yeah, yeah, yeah. appear to be murder, and then it suddenly cuts to Jack just axing down the uh-huh. door. So it's like the mirror was well. a, the mirror. The mirror. It's like yeah, we were talking about the the, the mirror causing the jump scare, but the mirror itself mm. is kind of. I want to say a character, but it's a it's a serious plot device. <laughs> I think it's a really unique film. use of that sort of yeah. something horrific in the mirror trope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, using it differently, but to to great effect. Yeah, I had that as my unique example of, of mm. a twist on a twist on the theme. Um, the Shining was responsible for quite a lot, actually. Um, that, I think that might get mentioned a few more times as we go down the list. Okay. But yeah, bathroom mirrors, or mir- I suppose mirrors generally, but it's usually the the classic sort of open shut door. Yeah. Bathroom, over sink bathroom cabinet, isn't it? Where it gets it gets used a lot. Um, I mean, any other standout ones you can think of? Well, this is the thing. Like, I want to say there was a Friday the Thirteenth that featured it, but again. That franchise, along with the Halloween franchise, featured so many of these repetitively. It's hard to pinpoint down which exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we were real horror fans, we'd know, obviously. But you know, just a bunch of <laughs> fucking a bunch of fucking hacks over here that don't know what the hack frauds that don't know what they're doing. Um, I vaguely remember in House there being a, a mirror jump scare. It was in your House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With um, the, uh... The the soldier, yes, uh, Vietnam flashbacks yeah. and the monsters appearing in the house, um, where his mirror ends up being like a sort of, I don't know if it's a gateway. I can't remember if it's like a gateway to I don't, uh, the hell or something. But mm-hmm. it, it breaks open. He looks through it, and it's just vast emptiness, like vast nothingness. Yeah. Um, oh, poltergeist! Poltergeist has a good riff on the. Yes. with the the, the face yep. peel yeah that's uh that was another another good example of something slight just the the same the the usual trope but something slightly different being done with it poltergeist free actually has that in spades this poltergeist free has um corridors i have mirror corridors uh-huh. and the way they had like the the, the young girl i can't remember her name young girl who sadly died from the the, the film um like yeah uh, caroline is the character yeah name. so like the the poltergeists are back and they're in the the mirror and they had to film that with like body doubles and they had to film it perfectly so when they move you move they had to like footsteps exactly the same oh right so they weren't actually mirrors they were like glass um but that's focused that's really heavy like that the whole film is just the poltergeists are in the mirrors basically um there was another one as well i just thought of um the film mirrors do you remember that with keith sutherland (laughs) there's a scene i vaguely remember a really horrible death of again the the, demon or whatever is in the mirror that rips her her jaw jaw out yeah it's Mm -hmm. gruesome yeah so i mean yeah the mirror really can be (coughs) 
it, it can oh, either... Ash. Ash's reflection in Evil Dead 2. Yep. Jumping out and attacking him. So it, it crops up a lot. Mirrors crop up a lot. Yeah, it can either People be getting attacked. used for the, the proper cliche um, jump scare, which I, I think American Werewolf is probably the key one. Close. It, yeah, well, it's we, definitely we, my favourite. Yeah, what we're originally talking about, about closing the mirror and something suddenly there, to also being used as a main, main plot device. So yeah, I think that's definitely a key one. Um, what would you go for next? Ooh, next. Um, oh, well, just before we move on, have, what do, do you like? Because mm. I, I kind of tried to decide, when I made mm. my list, I kind of tried to decide whether I liked disliked or you know they could be okay um with these with these things so the bathroom mirror jump scare reveal yay or nay mm. neither because i'm going to get really picky about this and say <laughs> i there are some of these cliches that like this and some we'll get into that i could say i did like but some that got completely played out over time yeah, this, well, I mean, you know, it's the nature but, of the cliche, I guess. Exactly, but for this one, I I do like it if it's done right. Mm-hmm. I again, if the if the the fake out is done right, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. In Scream Five, there is a great fake out. It's, it's a continuous fake out of the young character Wes, who's just he's had a shower. He he's mooching around the house, and um, I think there's there's a mirror. He's in the bathroom. There's a mirror fake out there and then there's a fake out with the fridge door opening cameras mm-hmm. looking that way fridge door closes and there's nothing there but i think we're also with all this it, it it goes hand in hand with the the audio if the audio is building up to the jump scare um and then it's a fake out then it's a bit of a all right come on come yeah, on yeah yeah if there's no audio and you do the mirror slam and then suddenly it's 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 so much more impactful i think yeah i mean we've talked about that before in the way that yeah. jump scares have set up and yeah we we both kind of landed on not liking that so yeah i could see that yeah no i think that's a fair point i mean i came down on like they're okay if if they're done well yeah they, they can be okay i don't generally I land on the negative of the fake outs just mm. because it's fake out but again yeah. you know there's there's going to be exceptions out there that where it works um no, but next up, spooky children. Oh there's boy! The, but and again, it's like there's so many examples, and obviously we've got a ton of examples where the spooky child is the sort of antagonist or the mm. horror. So you know, we've got the ring, the grudge. Um, I mean, what else is there? I've I've stopped. I immediately brain is shut you're down talking, on you're those talk, two. You're talking just antagonist or protagonist, because obviously we could go well, shine talking, with Danny. Danny yeah, I mean powers. Danny is a, kind of spooky. spooky kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I was th- I was thinking mainly where um, you've got a young child in the film and they are spooky, whether they're actually the antagonist or not. Damien. Uh, Damien. Damien, key. I think he's a key one. I mean, but I mean, he's, he's definitely. Well, is he the antagonist? It's debatable in the first film. I mean, he's the devil. I mean, yeah, but does <laughs> he, he actually know? Apart from the, uh, apart from the knocking his mother over the balcony on the tricycle, is he actually directly responsible for a lot of like the 
the things that go wrong there. We, we don't really know. Does he stop it? Well, no. No. But he's a small <laughs> child. <laughs> Come on, make an effort, kid. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but um, Pull your socks up. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I mean, for for simplicity and for argument's sake, he's, he's the antagonist, I guess. He's fucking but, devil. <laughs> I guess. How, how, much evil, how much more evil can you get than that? <laughs> well, the actual devil, that's one up, surely. Oh, the actual devil, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, uh, the little girl in Mama. Have you seen, have you seen Mama? Mama like two, is The two young film. girls. Barely uh, recent. A, it's 10 years, maybe. Wait a um, minute. Did you bring this up before? Did I think I have up? mentioned it before, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's essentially a possession, well, a haunted house movie. You did bring to... this up because I used the artwork in What Scares You in yeah. Horror episode. <laughs> yeah, that's where you brought it up. Mm. That's it. So, yeah, the two the two young girls in that, and it's the younger girl specifically, just has this, like, I'm a spooky child aura about her throughout the entire film. And it's not actually her that is the antagonist. There is a, a, a spectre there that's doing a bunch of stuff. But, yeah, she's just this sort of, like, spooky kid. Um, also, the kid in The Possession. Have you seen The Possession about the Dibbuck box? No, Jeffrey but you watched Dean. that. You watched that recently, didn't you? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, 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 not that possession. The um, possession. I still haven't got around to watching it. Yeah. Um, no, this is uh, this was again. I want to say mid. I only looked it up earlier, and I can't remember. Uh, I just say a side note for Mama. I can't. That had a fifteen million dollar budget, and it made a hundred and fifty million. Really. Yeah, apparently it was wow. a boxer. I've, I had never heard of it until you mentioned it. It's terrible, and well, it's made. It's, it's not ma great. It made ten times its budget. I mean, fair play to him. That's nuts. Oh, Jessica Chastain. Uh, yeah. yeah fair enough. Uh, wow. twenty twelve, the possession. It's uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, and he. He plays, I think he's, he's separated from his wife and he's, they've got two daughters, two young daughters. Mm -hmm. And they go, he t he's, he's, he's got the girls at the weekends and he takes, takes them out. And they go, they stop by a garage sale or something like that. And the young girl buys an antique box. Turns out to be a Jewish debuck box that contains a, a, a demon that gets out and possesses her. But she's, she's just... Spook again, spooky kid all the way through. There's not really. I don't recall the film being very good, but yeah, those are it, some uh, shots from the film. Wow, <laughs> when you look it up, in. <laughs> yeah. Um, one that came up to, into my mind is Village of the Damned. Yep, classic. Uh, which, annoyingly, being a huge Simpsons fan, I just think of. We know all your secrets. Your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but those are great. I think it's. I think it's. It's good um, if it's done well, good creatively to you do an evil mm -hmm. kid because in your mind, little kids, well, they can be cute, playful. You turn them the opposite of that, pure evil. You're almost <laughs> like it's playing I, on I, that, isn't it? I suppose it's that notion of innocence and yeah, yeah. but also goodness 
to defend yourself against the child, whether or not they're evil, is a lot harder, I would have thought, physically, to defend yourself against a, an adult that is uh, attacking you in some sort of evil presence because... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's quite hard to beat the shit out of Damien when he's a kid. It doesn't look right. That'd be really easy. What do you mean? You just kick him. Like, yeah. But it doesn't look right, okay? It doesn't look okay. He was possessed, Your Honor. Yeah, he's possessed. yeah he was asking for it. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd have that You'd have that hesitation, that reservation, I guess, is what... It, I'm, I'm, I guess that's where you're coming from. That's what you mean. Like yeah, yeah, physically, I reckon bit. you could take a small child, Tom. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a <laughs> shot. But um, I think, yeah, not being able to, in theory, defend yourself apart from run, be scared, not know what, how to handle it, that adds to the creepiness of them, to the scare factor yeah. of them. Yeah, again, I mean, it, again, is it just well. something that we got a, a plethora? It might just be that we got a plethora in a, a short time frame that really put me off. Yeah, Because, I mean, it's, it's been a long-running thing, obviously. Uh, Village of the Damned, Children of the Corn. Um, yes, of course, if it's in the title. Yeah. Uh, the Omen. I mean, you know, the uh, Danny in The Shining. There's a, there's a bunch of spooky children throughout horror cinema, but... May I'm feeling like May because I don't particularly like it. It got it got annoying for me. Maybe mm. there was like a glut of these sorts of films with a spooky kid. Possibly, yeah. I mean, there was one I've just found it now. I was trying to look up his character's name, um, Gage in Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's that's kind of like too harsh because he's he's not at first. He is the cute kid. And then he's brought back, and he's he's evil. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Pet Cemetery, if I'm honest, but that's another story. Um, yeah, trying to, I was trying to think of his name, Gage. So that's another one in the eighties. I don't, I, I don't. You don't get. I don't feel like you get so much of it more these days. The evil child, evil kids. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm speculating here. I'm assuming. Oh, I'm sure there will have been. I'm sure there will have been a spooky child. I feel like dolls took over, and that's another one. The 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 doll or the the mannequin, the, the the sort of Annabelle, whatever. I can't remember what that doll's called. Um, that kind of doll, or Megan. You you know that sort of thing yeah, rather than the like kid. porcelain. Yes, the porcelain yeah. doll. Marionette. Yeah, doll. I guess that's so. Marionette doll. Um. It, a lot do you know it, it's unfortunate but a lot of these cliches you, you really could tie up to if done well then they're good I mean yeah you can I suppose <clears throat> but some I mean well yeah you can but um, I'd argue that some of them are just done to death oh yeah no, and, and then it, it needs to be but I guess it, I guess it's that trend in it and, and you know what we, we know what Hollywood's like and we know what the movie industry's like for jumping on a bandwagon yeah. and if something if something works there's a hit if a hit film's got a spooky kid then the next 20 films coming out are gonna have spooky kids in them yeah if you know there's a scary doll then we're gonna get a glut of scary well these days it's more like we're gonna get a glut of that same scary doll again and again and again and again yep. but uh 
Yeah, and well, I mean that's how things. That's how they become cliches, isn't it? Because everybody sees a good idea and jumps on it and tries to replicate it. Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're just pointing out and poking fun at some of our babes. When you say about finding scary, there's uh, especially with Children of the Corn. Um, I I've never been a big fan of Children of the Corn, and Isaac, no. the main the main kid, who's meant to be scary, he's meant to be giving off that hor horrific vibe. Never, I never got it personally, and. Again, I don't know no. if this could be down to the kid's acting at the time, or it could be the way he's written, or just how his character is written and described. It just didn't scare me. So there could be a few factors in there as to why that didn't scare me. It might scare other people. But there are other... Like, the, the the idea of Damien is, is a scary idea. But viewing the film, seeing the kid, the kid didn't visually scare me. It's the, no. well, the idea of it being that is yeah. devil incarnate. You've got to buy um, into it. He's not spinning yeah. his head around and puking up green bile. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that's, that's a bit different. Yeah. Hey, that's that's not that's not the devil. That's Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, arguably, I wouldn't class Reagan McNeil as spooky kid because that's something else yeah. that goes beyond that. You know, I'm I'm not. It's not just like. Uh, swinging on the on a swing and like slowly sort of turning around and looking and just being generally creepy or moody. A lot of them just come across as moody. I think like little moody. Yeah, kids. I I think kids doing kids things, but in an evil way is is the scarier point. So mm -hmm. you mentioned the grudge. Um, the little boy. I can't remember. Begins with T. T Toshi. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Ooh, sorry um toshiro toshiro uh yeah he's creepy um the two the, the sisters in the shining mm -hmm. very simplistic very simplistic it's it's a great jump scare quote unquote kind of a jump scare as danny goes around because you don't see it coming literally <laughs> you, you had no idea they were going to be there mm -hmm. But they're just simply standing there going, come, come play with us. It's very out, yeah, they're very out of place. It's very sinister. It's... Although what they're doing is not, yeah. It's the context, isn't it? That's what, yes. That's, yeah. that's they're what not exactly doing anything out of the ordinary, but it's the context in which they're doing it that's that's creepy as hell. Oh, and one more I just remembered. Um, orphan, the orphan, or orphan. Oh, yeah. The young girl okay. and that. I think she Good was, um, haven't seen that in a long time, but I know the prequel or sequel came out. Oh, this is, this is awful, isn't it? This is awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, she Burgundy. was really good at it. Um, Orphan First Kill. There we go. It is... Yeah, it was a prequel. Prequel, yes. Which is quite hard to do when it's the same actress, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, young children, young evil children in young kids in horror. What do we think? Yeah. If don't if, if the context, yeah, it's, it can be good, but it's played out. It's played out. I want to see some scary adults. Scary adults. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's never been done before. <laughs> no, I know. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. So I think sometimes it just it ha it just feels a little bit shoehorned in. Yeah. And. Yeah, I wanna I'm I wanna tap it. tap onto that as well with uh, creepy dolls as well. I think that's mm -hmm. the to me that's the same sort of ballpark. I, I it doesn't. And I believe we talked about this with Chucky. 
And rewatching that gave me a new life, new new enjoyment for that film. But they don't do it for me. And I think that got played to death of the evil yeah. doll. If you've seen one evil doll, you've probably seen them all near enough. Yeah. Bar yeah. a few differences. But yeah, not for me. Not for me. Um, right. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go on to one now. Do you know what? I, I'm just. I, I'm not even going to go with the whole have sex and die. It's it's too much of it's too much of the obvious. Okay. It, okay. it just is. It is what it is right now. I mean, what I want to go into is the ghost slash demon with the dropping mouth and screaming in your face. Okay, like FX twin. Yes, like an FX twin video. Or in the Conjuring, or in the Nun, or in Grave Encounters which I don't recommend watching, folks. It's just the Ghost Adventures people trying to make a scary film. But I, I never... I mean, it also, the remake of It, the remake of It, it also falls in my cheap jump scares category because mm-hmm. it was filled with cheap jump scares. And Pennywise does that a lot where the, the, the you, you know a jump scare is coming because of the sound. And then it's just Pennywise going... Like yeah, why is said demon or ghost deciding to do that? Do they have a conscious mind to think I'm gonna go scare them? I'm gonna go make a loud noise and scare them. Like all all these demons and ghosts that we see, whether it be a POV film like Grave Encounters, and there's a famous um you, you, the, the the tweet, the Instagram post that I put out the other day about you know the, the four images saying what have they all got in common? Did you you saw all the pictures right? Yeah, yeah, the night vision one is from grave encounters where it's this ghost with the droopy mouth and the scene is just the ghost is facing the other way it turns around and then just goes it's so to me that is overplayed because it's just it's just shouting at you it's nothing scary about it it's just screaming and shouting at you and i don't think it's a i don't think it's an old phenomenon i think it's it's quite a modern a new one that's been overplayed a lot more Loud noises. It's it's lazy jump scares, isn't it? It's, it is. It's that. It falls it's, in the category with that. Yeah. Yeah. Loud noises. You're not. Um, yeah, you're not necessarily showing anything scary. You're no. just making me jump by having a loud noise. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah, you're um, right. That actually, does it does fall in line with cheap jump scares? And mm-hmm. like I said, I I mentioned it. Well, I I vaguely remember one that really got me exhausted was watching Insidious. Um, I I don't I'm not a big fan of the Insidious franchise or the Conjuring franchise, and Insidious just I was exhausted after watching it because it was just so much of oh, 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 oh. there was no there was not enough tension or build up in my eyes, and it was just jump scares for the sake of jump scares. I just I. Couldn't get past Darth Maul being yes, the, yes, the villain. Like every time yeah. I see that shot of uh, what's his face, uh, and it's just just behind him, I just think like it's not Darth Thomas Maul. Jane. Because I thought he, I always it thought is. he was Thomas Jane. No, I can't remember his name. It does look um, like Darth Maul. It really does. Yeah, it's just it's not good. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, is is it is it I'm just trying to think. Is it prevalent? Is it is it that prevalent? You think it's kind of a new thing, like a modern one? Well, I 
I, I, I would have thought so because I, I'm trying to think. You think I think back to the 80s. I think of slashers. Most slasher films and killers, you, they're, they're for the most part silent. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't come up to you and go uh, bash down the no. door. Leatherface <laughs> wouldn't. Re- Leatherface was what he was. It was more goofy at times. Jason didn't say anything. Michael didn't say anything. Uh, films like that, it, it wouldn't have worked. Jason going. Um, I feel like it is especially more with the uh, should we say paranormal films it's it's paranormal isn't it it's those sorts of films and those films have become a lot more I would say popular in the last decade we have a lot more franchises of those we've had a yeah we've had a glut of them in a relatively short space of time so yeah yeah I, I suppose you've got to make a ghost do something. Then I guess that, but that's what it is. That's what everybody's landed on. We'll make the ghost. That's scream. the thing. I think it's and catering to a modern audience because a modern audience now, its attention span, would not. I've mentioned this before. Would not find a scene like in the original Exorcist of Reagan just sitting there, no sound, and just the drawer just slightly opening. Mm-hmm. No one's touched it. It's 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 Pazuzu <laughs> doing it. That's that's boring to a modern audience. They need that. We need a loud noise and a scream to get people to stop people from. I just as their heads go yeah. down to look at the phone. Yeah, <laughs> they pop back up to to watch the screen. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna Columbo this and say just one one more point. Evil Dead Rise. Right, we watched the trailer. Uh huh. In the trailer, it gives away that. I assume the mum is is possessed or whatever, right? In that yep. trailer, there is a scene where she she's eleven, she's hovering in the top corner of the room, and is like takes an inhale and just screams and shouts at whoever's there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That feels that feels a bit better than it trying to be a cheap jump scare. There feels like there's something else there that's obviously been cut yeah there's gonna be some point to it yes it's not just it's not a jump scare i mean yeah i'm well yeah i don't think i don't think the evil dead's gonna go i think it's gonna be like the reboot just to go slightly off topic for a second no that's fine i don't (laughs) think it's gonna go for uh for jump scares i think it's gonna rely on more horror uh, horrific imagery and like Mm. nasty painful looking stuff um so there's probably a reason. Also, I think the from the rest of the trailer says a lot of like disturbing and creepy things. Um, mm. So yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't. It's, it's definitely not a scream used as a as a scare in that regard. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just it was just the go to. It is just the go to for. We've got a ghost in our film. What's the ghost going to do? Yeah, it, it's going to. It's gonna scream. It's gonna scream at you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just does it I happen just... in uh, Paranormal Activity? I'm thinking of is there a scream right at the end? I'm thinking like right yeah. at the end, the like the last the last scare in the film. Yeah, there are two endings to Paranormal Activity one, uh, and the main one is when Kate uh, or Katie or Kate it's Katie uh, yeah. throws Mika at the camera. She's possessed like all four. She just like sniffs mm-hmm. the body, then goes to the camera, and it's a split second of, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like, why, 
Why? <laughs> um, why did you? Why? Like this? You had this whole film of this. This feels this feels super real because low budget. This feels so super real. Why? Why did you go for the camera? Why did you go to scream at the camera? Uh, did you know about the other ending to that film? Yeah, I have. I think I have seen it. It's available, isn't it? I think it's much um, better. Mm. Much prefer it with her um, in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, and the time just spit, speeds forward like two days, and then police show up uh, and then shoot her. Uh, yeah. That's better. And then the it's police much, go yeah. to the camera, and go. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is better, but but this brings me nicely on to my next point. Not another segue. Which is the sequel bait scare. Leaving so, it on a cliffhanger? Leaving it on a cliffhanger. That final... I mean, the final scare, this ties in with another point that I'm sure we'll make one of us. Yep. But, yeah, you've got that last... The last jump scare, the last scare of the movie that's obvious sequel bait. Yeah. And... You know, it, it maybe is that the case in paranormal activity? You don't know, but it, it's a, it's. I think it's certainly the case in films like Friday, uh, not Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Um, with Freddy's arm smashing through the window and dragging the obvious oh. doll. Oh, <laughs> that 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 doll, man. The obvious inflatable love doll through. It doesn't. The, e through. It doesn't even bend. It just goes up and then in. I know. <laughs> it's so shit. I love it. It's I do, I love it. <laughs> but, <coughs> excuse me. Even the end of Halloween. It's not a scare, it's a tease, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, not, a, it's not a jump scare. Yeah. Uh, no, like I said, yeah, I mean, I, I did say the final, uh, yeah, the, the sequel bit scare. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a scare, mm. but some something that alludes to we're hoping for a sequel. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is maybe a, trope of or a cliche of cinema generally particularly in today's you know multi world expanded universe yeah. multi film franchise that everything yeah. aspires to be uh way of way of making films now but i feel like it's particularly uh at home with the horror genre because it, it tends to tie into a scare and you get like a little bit of you know, we'll we'll give you a little one little last fright, and we might make some more money out of you later. Um, it's quite I mean, a gamble to do that, especially when you if they haven't confirmed or signed off a sequel. Oh, yeah, but think about think about how many things there are like that that have in films that have never spawned a sequel, but they really, yeah. really clearly, obviously wanted one or thought they might get one. Happens in the. Uh, um masters of the universe movie really crying out loud oh, yeah I didn't know that. <laughs> there's a post credit scene in that when uh skeletor pops out of the water and threatens to come back <laughs> not on yeah. anybody's dam you won't sorry <laughs> it's not gonna happen um so i feel yeah i feel like that's something that happens quite a lot in yeah in movies the beta sequel that just never and then the, the first film flops i think people still try and shoot that shot quite a lot um, there's two of those I can think of just off the top of my head were obviously Evil Dead 2 mm -hmm. which he I mean, he lands in medieval times but then they got Army of Darkness out of it and I know what you, I still know what you did last summer 
sequel to that. That ends with Jennifer Love Hewitt getting pulled under her bed by the killer who's there. Okay. Uh, and then they didn't. There, there is another film in that series, but it's nothing to do with their story. It's called "I Always There's... Know What You Did Last Summer," and it was okay. bad. But yeah, they never follow on. Never followed on with that. Um, yeah, some of them can be good. Like if if they follow through on them, some of them can be great. Mm-hmm. Some of them can just be done for the sake of it, like you said, just to hook people. I guess. <clears throat> I mean, one that doesn't necessarily well doesn't really fit the mold. Well. Mm. Maybe does, maybe doesn't. Depends sort of where you come down on it. Friday the Thirteenth, the oh. final, the final jump scare of Friday the Thirteenth with Jason jumping yeah. out of the, coming out of the, the water. I mean, I don't think we're supposed to take that as being sequel bait necessarily. No. Wait, was it real? It, was it real? Was it a dream? I mean, because there is that ambiguity to it, and yeah, Jason is significantly older in the sequel um but it is it is sort of a it's a good example of a a final a final scare in a movie definitely it's i believe it's one of if not the best you know Mm -hmm. it's you you can only watch it for the first time once obviously but yeah imagine going back being able to watch that for the first time again having zero clue you got the sprinkle in the story of Jason, what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very loosely sprinkled in. You, well, that's it, it's you, flavor. It, yeah. It's, it's the last you know. thing you expected to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the best. One of the worst ones to probably happen, in my opinion, and I'm a big fan of this, is Halloween 5, the end of Halloween 5, where Michael has been arrested and is in a prison a jail cell at the police station and a cloaked uh, man or figure in black and a black hat with a briefcase slowly walks into the station and blows it up and sets him free it's gonna happen (laughs) and then because they had no idea where to go with that film afterwards we then got the beautiful piece of art that is halloween 6 that uh, you compare that at the end with friday the 13th which I don't know if they had signed off on two at that point. Um, but if they hadn't, you know, that's an incredible way to end the film. You could take it or leave it. I don't it. You think could do, they had done. Do a sequel or leave it at that. Brilliant. I think they very quickly decided they were going to get another sequel. But at, at the point they were making the first, they had mm. no idea that it was going to be a success. Yeah, no, not at all. Whereas the example I said of Halloween 5, you kind of need to follow that on because that's a fresh, so scare ending, surprise ending. <laughs> Um, I I I like the idea of sequel baits. I do. If I do, yeah. No, I I think <laughs> I think it's good. I mean, it's particular. Well, particularly if you've enjoyed the movie, you know, you want to. Yeah. You think, oh, I'm gonna get another one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just you know, it's. I think they only become bad when the film like really bombs, and it's blatantly not gonna get a sequel, and then you kind of. You're just laughing at it a bit, and it's it's like, oh, yeah, bless you. You thought you were gonna get, you thought you were gonna do better than you did there, but I mean that's not through anybody's fault necessarily. Well, you know, it's sometimes they could, they might have made something reasonable that just didn't get the success it needed, um, and then all right, there are some absolute stinkers, but there are plenty of stinkers that get sequels. So just just to clarify, just we're talking about we're not talking about 
sequel the end of the end of a film sequel bait jump scares we're just talking about like sequel baiting at the end of a just just sequel baiting yeah i titled it sequel bait scare because it it quite with with it being a horror film it quite often takes the form of a scare but just sequel baiting generally yeah it's uh... i i just think off the top of my head not sure if they intended to do it because there are four films but in the psycho franchise psycho 2 which is a great film if you've never seen Psycho 2, watch Psycho 2. The the whole way... F- Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers, three, two, one. The whole way through... Have you seen Psycho 2? Yeah. The whole way through, um, killings are happening. And Norman is, is not the one doing it. Norman is innocent. And up until the end, when he bashes his mother with the shovel, it's a, an amazing scene. He destroys and caves her head in. <laughs> and it, it norman's whole story comes full circle at the end of psycho 2 leading to believe right we're back to square one again at psycho one they could do another one with this they could are we are we are we on for another one you, the last shot of psycho 2 is norman standing outside it's a beautiful shot outside the house with mother perched up in the mm-hmm. the the top room and you're like right we could keep going with this we could get another one in are they going to get another one in with people coming to the hotel, him killing people, people discovering mother's not real, or are we just going to end it here? That was, that's, I don't know if that could be classed as sequel bait or not. Um, it's it's kind of a bit of both, I feel like. A, full, a story coming full cycle, but at the same time, there's more, there's more life in this story, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> excuse me. You're right there. Oh, he's getting, oh, he's getting a bit ill. Oh no! Flagging. Um, a young evil child killed Aiden in the next episode <laughs> of the podcast. He will not be here. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, uh, I'm just trying to think if I got any other examples. Sequel, but I mean, my, my absolute favorite is the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Agreed. Nightmare on Elm Street one. The Nightmare on Elm Street one. Um, oh, that's your favorite. That is my favorite. Really? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Friday one is great as well. But there's something just hilarious. It, it's it's because it's so funny. I think because it's so dumb. It's so yeah, dumb. but all that's the why you like it. Are, all the nightmares are a bit dumb, aren't they? Let's be honest. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they they do for me anyway. They do like they well. They do land on that sort of just on that side of camp, don't they? And yeah, just because Freddy became. I mean, he, he released a rap record for crying out loud. There is every piece of merchandise for Freddy. It's a board yeah. game, I believe. Not the trivia mm-hmm. thing, like an actual physical board game. Oh, yeah. Um, um, the TV show. So, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, there was a TV show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, no, that's my, that's my favorite one, definitely. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, are, we, are we got any more on that? Uh, no, that is that is it. I want to go know. with the crazy guy at the gas station, oh, or, or the local shout. the local tenured elder, just yeah. walking around the uh, the little outskirts village town, telling you, "Don't go down that road. No, I won't, yeah. I'll go down that road. I'll go up there." So oh, crazy, crazy Ralph. Ralph, crazy Ralph is the best. <laughs> yep, is the absolute cream of the crop. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. No, this is a good shout. I, do, I, I like this uh, this trope, this cliche. Yeah. The um, yeah, the crazy local, um, or the creepy local. Um, worst example, just to throw it out there straight away. The worst example of this, or attempt at this, uh, Go on. Uh, using this device. Texas Chainsaw Massacre re- uh, remake. Twenty twenty two. Richter. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. Hang on. You say TCM. I need to sit up for this. Um, You're not talking about... Because the title then is so shit. You're not talking about 2003, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? No, no, no. I'm talking you're about t- the latest which and is worst. not a remake. It's the new sequel to the original. Well, whatever. Oh, garbage. Yeah. It was garbage. Don't get me wrong. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> Um, yes. Right at the beginning, right of the film, am I right in saying? There go. Well, to the gas no, station. no, there, yeah, no. There is, there is actually, there is that scene in the in the gas station. Yeah. But I'm specifically talking about Richter, the mechanic. Yes. Who yes. they try to set up as being this, you know, creepy villain type. Yeah. Um, where in reality, it's just, it, he's reacting to everybody being needlessly hostile towards him um and obviously he turns out to be a good guy and and you know somewhat of a hero but uh, man hero but it is uh i I think that yeah i think it's an attempt at setting him up as that sort of local just you know unsavory distrustful guy yeah that is a that's an awful <coughs> example. Um, but back to what you mentioned about Texas Chainsaw, I wrote down one of the, my favorite ones, which turns out to be, yeah, he's fucking crazy, the original, yeah. because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. part of it. Yeah. Like, and no, you don't. That is definitely worth it. That is a, a good shout. And for the most part, crazy, like Crazy Ralph, like, yeah, the cliche is meant, if you're new to horror or whatever, you're meant to think he's a bit uneasy he's a bit on the edge is he is he evil no 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 he's just crazy and as a normal folk you're you're not going to believe him you're going to go all right you yeah. back up you're crazy yeah that's that's the point isn't it yeah. that they 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 turn out um <laughs> they turn out to be um a savior. well either they turn out to be a savior or they turn mm. out to be right um yeah. and they've they've you know, they warn the family not to go there. They warn the kids not to do this, X, Y, yeah. Z, and you know, um, and it and they dismissed as being a nutcase or weird or creepy. And it turns out that actually they were right all along. Yeah, and Jim <laughs> Jim Sidow was uh, well, the older brother. Um, mm. I mean, he the first the first introduction of him, he's just you get that creepy uh, vibe mm. from him. Uh, this little shack in the middle of nowhere in Texas. I I think I think you can if you're first time watching it and not don't know. I think you you may feel that he's not part of it and he's just a hick or whatever from oh definitely from nowhere. I yeah, I think I, I did as well. Um, you, in, in a way, it's quite a twist. You, yeah, you know, it's a quite you, a good you twist. You think you say, uh, yeah, and I think it's set up that way that you're definitely yeah. supposed to think. Sally's got out. She's she's mm. she's got to safety here. She's going to be okay. 
and yeah plot twist she is shit crazy she is um, nuts and <laughs> i think they used the same um they used the same device in one of the remakes didn't they but he was a sheriff rather oh than yeah station um actor from full metal jacket he is incredible um i had his name in my head oh Ali um uh, Emery. Oh yes, he's yes. He ramps it up to eleven. He's the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah, the sheriff in the remake of TCM, Mm. and he he's fantastic. He just ramps it up. But thing with him though, I I didn't get the same impression from Jim Sidow in the original Texas Chainsaw compared to uh, Arlie in the remake of thinking. All right, he. He's a bit crazy, but I think I'm going with the, the trope here and thinking he's just a crazy guy that we're trying to avoid. He's on the line. No, no. Ali, I was like, no, this guy's fucking in on it. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't come across um, understanding or sympathetic at all to begin with. No, he doesn't. Um, no. No, and particularly as well, because he suspects that they're dodging the draft. It's it's the Vietnam yeah. set one, isn't it? Um, and he's he goes hard on them. He's very hostile and yeah. towards them straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. He's um, certainly not portrayed as likable in any way, shape, or form. The the other guy I I had in mind was uh, back to Pet Cemetery. Um, the the oh, I remember his name. The old guy in Pet Cemetery, but. His his acting and his writing he comes across a bit like the crazy old man saying trying to warn people not to do something, but he's actually quite a, a pivotal role in the in the film rather than a one off crazy old man character in the first act mm-hmm. that then gets bumped off. No, he's actually part of it. They actually included him as a main character in the film itself. Whereas yeah, Crazy Ralph, he's introduced crazy and then gets bumped off eventually. Yeah, um, like a lot of these these gas station owners do. It's always a gas station near enough. No crazy Ralphism. It's always like a... Well, I mean, a lot of, there's, there's a premise of a lot of films is teens taking a road trip or somebody taking a road trip, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I think oh, the it... twist in Cabin in the Woods is that he's yeah. definitely in on it. He radios through, he's a checkpoint and, and what have you. Um, but yeah, that that's the whole point, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> that they're... Um, Oh god, I've lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, that they are. Damn, it's gone. <laughs> they're 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 one offs in a way, or they're. Oh no, sorry. It's a, it's a road trip. It's a road trip. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I, it's just a convenient. It's either a, it's either a a little convenience store or it's a gas station or some combination of the two isn't it yeah but i think that's because the premise the setup for so many horror films is a road trip that's what i was i was driving yeah um, i was kind of expecting it in x because x, the, the first half of x to me is like a homage to tcm mm-hmm. uh, that sort of film um and they're at a gas station or a convenience store i think it's a bit of both and there's nothing obscure or crazy about it it's just a normal they didn't include that sort of homage there no um but kind I of don't. Nice. It, it, I don't think it really would have worked. No, no. There because they what they went into was so unexpected. 
Yeah, like, X is such a unique antagonist and situation um, that yeah, it'd have been it'd have been odd to have sort of a don't go down that road kind of setup or whatever would have been very out of place and strange. Don't go down that road. I feel I like that impression. <laughs> but uh, how does Cr- Crazy Ralph? Does he he gets garroted? Does he? He does get garroted yeah. down the tree. Yeah, it, around goofy. the tree. Which it's it does beg the question: like, why is he anywhere near danger if he's convinced that everybody that's around that area is gonna be in danger? <laughs> it does. This, I mean, they don't call him Crazy Ralph for nothing. But it is, um, <laughs> it, it is very strange that he's he's sort of. Anywhere in the danger zone. Yeah, just leave. You have a bike. Leave. <laughs> oh, oh, I do like um, Crazy Ralph. Though. He's still the best one. As much as you like Crazy Ralph, do you... I? I don't think that's. It's been an overplayed cliche for a long time. I think it. It was. It was overplayed. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much anymore. A. Like you just said, X, they didn't go for it. They didn't... Don't, yeah, well, maybe maybe we haven't had those kind of road movies. That if we had those, no. that sort of set. Because, like I say, it'd be odd to put one into a Haunted House movie. Mm. Um, Well, no, it wouldn't necessarily. Because you'd have somebody saying, oh, you've moved into the old Jenkins place. Da, da, da. Um, but I just, what have, you know, what have we had? It really does require it to be a road movie. You have needs, to go. You have to stop on the way to somewhere that's evil. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it it certainly works best. So have we just had? Have we just had a, a an absence of those? I mean, there, there was a, there was X. X definitely fits into that mold, but it's such a yeah. unique thing that, like I you say, it maybe wasn't warranted. Um, we might have had like a. It's, it's for the most part, you know, reboot sequels rather than something mm. fresh that includes the old cliche of that. I mean, Barbarian. I did. Me, but Barbarian, I did note down for something else, actually, but Barbarian. Very, it's, it's not really. It's, it's somebody going to a sort of strange place, but it's not It's not mm. the same thing. It's not. The ho- oh, the homeless guy in Barbarian. Yes. I guess, I mean, I guess yeah. he, yeah, I guess he sort of fits that that role yeah the the knowledgeable local because i yeah. guess that's the the alternative isn't it crazy guy <laughs> local nut job knowledgeable local i suppose it's the other side of the coin or however they want to be portrayed that's yeah i guess it doesn't have to be the crazy old guy at gas station it's just someone who is i guess horrifically passionate about trying to stop people going towards whatever evil trying to mm-hmm. warn you but coming across so intense and crazy yeah. and like it's a bit a bit which, much to handle which they would really yeah, would. i mean you know nobody expect because you don't expect to run into a family of actual cannibals so if yeah. anybody was passionately warning you about it at a petrol station you'd you'd definitely <laughs> do down your the... best to pay and get out of there as quick as possible wouldn't you really down, down the bp um, garage someone going don't go down there. <laughs> Just get petrol here, mate. Can you leave me alone, please. Like, I think yeah. it, I, I think it. I, I like it. 
I like it in the nostalgia sense for the cheesy mm-hmm. films of the 80s. I, I like that. Um, and especially the twist one of TCM. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that works very well. But yeah, like I say, I, it does feel like we haven't had it for a while. And I do mm-hmm. think it's probably because we haven't had the, the right sort yeah. of setup or premise for a for a horror film to to use it. Um, yeah, I think you're which right. Which is a shame. Bring back Crazy Ralph. Or Bring back Crazy Ralph. One of his equally crazy cousins. Every we need it. We need a new cheesy slasher franchise where every film has a crazy person telling the people not to go somewhere. <laughs> basically, and they're all possibly related. All possibly related. <laughs> um. Okay. Any more on the on creepy? No, on the creepy. No, no more on that. No. Right, sir. Um, what are we on to next? What are would we you like to? another trope, another cliche? I would like one, sir. I've got, I've got a doozy, or I believe it's a bit Go of on. a doozy. Hit us. And I've, I've titled this one. Oh my God! It's just a cat. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I everybody, I'm, I'm sure about. everybody listening right now is going, "Oh yeah." Yeah. So you picture the scene, your protagonist is walking down a dark, dimly lit corridor. They hear a noise. They approach a cupboard or a door or some other sort of opening and Oh, it was just a cat. Yep. And then generally they turn around and get actually butchered by whatever it, it really is out there or not sometimes it's just it's just in there as a thing but it's always a cat it's yeah. always a cat and it's always a cat stuck in a cupboard in some <laughs> abandoned in house or like some cellar or somewhere where these poor cats just get stuck in these how has it got in there and it's just been left there for god knows how long and why is the cat's first instinct to scream and jump at you would a That's cat the not other thing. Be like... It's not if it's not jumping out of a dumpster or out of yeah. a cupboard or out of some other container, they just jump out of the shadows. Yeah, and yeah, and I watched while doing a little bit of last minute research for this, um, and I was like, I was looking forward to getting to this one and mentioning this one because it's always a cat and it made me laugh. Yeah, um, and I found a supercut of oh, it's just a cat on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> And not only is it always a cat, um, but they tend to use the same cat, like, screech, meow noise, to the point that it's almost like a Wilhelm scream of cat noise. I believe that. It's the same. I mean, by and large, there's there's some slight variation, but they've got maybe two or three cat screeches that get used over and over and over and over again. Isn't um, Aliens gonna be one of the Alien ones? Alien is the best. That is what I had as my best example of yeah of this. Um, <coughs> when forget the character's name, he's off looking for Jonesy. Yeah, and uh, finds him, and then finds what Jonesy's been hiding from, and uh, and buys the farm. 
but it's this this is the one that has exploded and exp it's gone beyond yeah the, this is used in community the sitcom oh okay a, yeah, a, yeah i mean i believe it's one of the halloween specials or something but there's a section there's a scene in that where they're walking through a dimly lit cellar or something and it happens over and over and over again i think like three or four cats jump out <laughs> at various points um but yeah it's gone it's gone beyond and it is it is a meme at this point um I'm... supernatural the tv series supernatural used it um it's in literally everything uh, yeah i've just i just found a uh, quickly a short reddit post regarding this actually it's called name it's on on the horror subreddit called name movies with cat jump scare cliche and someone had put uh friday the 13th part two and seven mm -hmm. now god i'm trying to remember like part two is jason with the bag on his head part yep. seven is female protagonist with telekinesis but for the life of me i yep. cannot remember these jump scares in there with the cat i can um, remember the one from two um but I mean, it's Friday the Thirteenth film. Girl is in a dark yeah. cabin and she approaches a window and it jumps through the window. Um, it's probably the same scene, more or less, in Seven as well. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think a scary movie film Harry did it as well, where it's like the first oh, kitty, the first scary movie. It's the, yeah. uh, the parody of the garage door kill. That's it, and then it ends up being oh. Horsey, you scare me. Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually forgot about the horse bit. But I watched, I saw a supercut, like I said, of, on YouTube of, of various ones and both both the uh, Friday 2 and the scary movie one was in there. Which, yeah, made me laugh a lot. Like I say, it's, it's such a cliche that it it's is, gone beyond. It might kind of fall in line with the mirror one. Where you, and uh, if a mirror, the mirror one is done with a fake out. That is like we you, we mentioned the American Werewolf one is a straight up mm -hmm. jump scare, but you also get the mirror one where it got like that, and it could just be a friend or a sister, and then it's a jump scare. So mm -hmm. you're getting the fake out of what you think is the jump scare, but it's not, and then suddenly the jump scare comes. So you think, yeah, the screeching sound is a monster web, but it's just a cat. And then your your real scare comes. Yeah, quite often it does. Quite often, I think it does dovetail with that, and they'll go, oh, it's just a cat. Yeah, no, no, but it's like no always drama. a cat. It's always, but it is always a cat. Always a cat. Um, yeah, rarely is it something else. Um, oh, hedgehog! Just <laughs> oh, <it> scared me. <laughs> yeah, Honest, it's, you... it's always a cat. Even in space, if it's, it's a cat. <laughs> If you were clever, if you were a real clever horror director, you you would use a baby fox at night. Oh yeah, that's that'd be terrifying. That's what, you, that's what you would use. Fuck yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, in fact, that reminds me. Like I did get terrified one night by a by a fox. Um, this was years ago when I was at university, but I went for a. a I went for a cigarette out the back door. Yeah, and um, minding my own business, and just sort of felt this. Felt like there was something else there. I turned around and this fox came running around the corner. <laughs> just Not screaming. I've never screamed so loud in my life. Wait, the, the fox was just running. It wasn't going like. Aah! No, it was. No, no, no. It was. I mean, I know that they do. They make a horrendous sound oh, when, it's they, horrific. when they're screaming. But um, no, this it just it just ran. 
ran around the corner. I mean, it was he wasn't expecting me to be stood there either, so it was equally as shocked. But um, does your cat meow much? He does, but not um, not in a. I'm gonna jump out on you. Yeah, <laughs> because the point of like a meow really from a cat is to somewhat communicate with a human they don't do mm. it with each other um my cat 99 percent doesn't meow the only times you'll ever get a meow from her is if she you know the door's closed and she's like yeah that's it she doesn't she doesn't screech she does the odd hiss if she's pissed and you like get away but it, i think it's really play it's a bit overkill the way that mm. this is how cats are this oh yeah, yeah definitely oh no i mean my much. my cat is particularly vocal in fact i'm he, he was my door's shut now, so he has been crying outside it a little bit. Um, but he, he cries when he wants just attention, generally. It's yeah. usually for food, but when he wants somebody to come and get him. Um, but yeah, he, never once yet has he like jumped out <laughs> screeching while I've been walking down a corridor or up the stairs or anything like that. That's never happened. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd go, I'd argue that they don't they wouldn't do that quite often. No. I mean, maybe they'd get startled and run off, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it's ever accompanied with that. What I swear is the Wilhelm scream of, cat of cats. Yowls. I think yeah. I can pass on that, that cliche. I think I can well, I take or leave yeah. it, but I'm, I'm good without it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there are just other ways. If I get it and it's like, I mean, we again, we've we've talked about how we feel about this sort of fake out jump scare yeah. stuff anyway. But if you really want to do it, there are lots of other ways to do it. Yes. It doesn't need to be a cat jumping out screeching. Um it, it I mean, pick another animal for a start. Just that would be horse. That'd be one thing you could do. <laughs> Try a horse. Yeah. Be brave. Try something yeah. big or something really out there, like an otter. I don't know. Oh, they, they do that. <laughs> <laughs> they're but, so cute, but they're so cute, damn it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, always it's always a cat, and it is. Yeah, definitely that can be that can be put in the put in the bin. I think get another idea, try they're, something else. Not so much a segue, but on this, I haven't written this down. I've just thought on the same lines of animals being the cliches you've got that one i i can't think of too many examples which is great but say the the characters are in the house the dog outside is barking barking at the the evil incoming mm -hmm. in fact no it happens in halloween it happens in halloween one in, uh annie's house uh well no not mm -hmm. annie's house the the House across from where Laurie's babysitting and Annie is babysitting the kid. Um, and Michael kills the dog. But Annie is just like, what are you doing? Calm down. Be quiet. They never actually go to see what is going on. Like, the dogs are smart. Yeah. They, they could be they're barking at an intruder they're not aware of. I, yeah. That's kind of yeah, like your yeah. warning system, the dog. If I mean, generally, a lot bark, of people get dogs for exactly yeah. that as home security. And if you're not going to... Pay I feel any like attention. That, I feel like that happens a lot. A cat's not going to do that. No. A cat, a cat. You might get the close up of a cat going like backing up, hissing, but mm. it's not going to grab your attention, grab the protagonist's attention, the hero's attention. They always pawn them off. They always pawn yeah. them off. Like, oh, you just, you're just being loud and crazy. Yeah. 
And then that's the thing, it's never set up either. It's never no. set up that the dogs just bark at anything. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just being um, really nitpicky. I wouldn't ever expect that. But, uh, <laughs> the setup. But yeah, no, if, like you say, yeah, I suppose it's, if it's not a cat jumping out of a cupboard, it's, yeah, they're ignoring, they're ignoring the dog. Oh, these poor neglected horror movie animals. They need um, a better union. They're getting, they're getting <laughs> stiffed here. Um, all right. What have I got here? Oh, just a little one. I'm just going to put this one in here. I'm going to slide this little one in here. The Indian Burial Ground. Yes, I had this on my list as well. The two prime examples are Poltergeist and Pet Cemetery. Poltergeist, Pet Cemetery. I think Amityville, the first Amityville at least, is implied that it's an ancient burial ground of some description. Confirm um, that that may have been changed in the sequels, and it just becomes the house is built on a gateway to hell or something. I think, but uh, I think in the I think in the original, uh, the nineteen seventy sorry the nineteen seventy nine MTV horror was a movie adapted uh, Holzer's unfounded claims into the script. According to numerous statements, the Shinecocks lived. Never lived in the area. It wasn't even part of the traditional territory, and there was never a burial ground at the site. I think there was a claim, though, in the the book. We'll, or... we'll take the claim. We'll take yeah. the claim. Uh, but yeah, but... Um, yeah, ancient burial ground. Um... I don't know if it's been done to death. If I'm honest. But it feels I, it feels like a famous sort of horror cliche. It I think like it is. I th- it's definitely one. a famous one. I think it's yeah. definitely a famous one. Although it's not an Indian burial ground in Poltergeist, is it? Is it not? No, it's just the cemetery that they moved the headstones from and left. Oh, them. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an Indian. It's not an Indian burial pet cemetery. It definitely is. Yes. Um, and I, I feel I feel like specifically the. Indian burial ground is Native American Indian. Yeah, burial the ground. Native American <laughs> burial ground. Yes, is um, is the cliche is the big cliche one. Yeah, I think it is. I did. I didn't have much on this. It was just like I said. It's not a notorious one that got used over and over again. But I feel like it. It. It maybe gets referenced a lot. Um, and spoofed it's a lot. Made, like, oh, it was built over an Indian burial ground. That's why it's it, evil. It may be. It may be that. It may be that there's not actually that many, mm. but people kind of believe Maybe that, via it, osmosis. That, it, that it was. Yeah, it's bigger. It's bigger than it was. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's woefully inaccurate as well because I don't think there is such a thing as. No. A burial ground in uh, in Native American um, cultures, and they would also I have to be like that. They would also, if you wanted to get it accurate, like the setting of the film, the location would uh, need to be in certain, like uh, say the Dakotas, uh, Utah. Like I, I'm fairly certain Native American was more the Midwest, North, I believe. I don't think you would have got Native Americans in Los Angeles in like. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm fairly certain. Um, <laughs> oh, it it feels... 
Sorry, go on. I after you. Think, I think it's Stephen King. I think it's Stephen King and Pet Cemetery is the only... Really? The only example. But it just... It feels so of, much bigger than that. A lot, But I think a lot of people riffed on it. I think a lot yeah. of people took that and riffed on it. Um, so, I do, yeah, I, I think maybe like it's not as prevalent as... Mm. We believe it's a bit of a Mandela effect, so it's not as prevalent as could we be. think it is. Yeah, it could um, be. It feel it always felt like a, a cheap idea, though. It felt like yeah. a, I can't think of a way to create this evil or a reason why evil is coming about. So, mm-hmm. boom! Here's my excuse. Uh, yeah, here's I some mean, sort of graveyard with obscure uh, historical references behind it. I mean, I think that's maybe. I think that's maybe it because Native American culture is not as accessible to the majority of audiences, so it gives it that. It instantly gives it that sort of air of the esoteric and magical, and it it allows for. This, it's a convenient sort of delivery for the the supernatural goings on because yeah you can't you know most um people of you know with other cultural backgrounds can't necessarily sit there and say like oh well that's that, that's not that's not a thing i mean it's it's not it's certainly something that wouldn't be used now no god no 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 hmm. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, look. Just I'm just looking. I'm just I'm just having a quick look, and I think it's only really the Amityville Horror and um, Pet Cemetery that get referenced. But it's become it's mad, isn't it? A massive, like yeah, sort of a perceived trope, and it isn't really. Um, yeah, it's mad. Um, like I I prefaced <laughs> it with I I can't think of many examples. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a big cliche a, a trope that's used a lot yeah weird no, it's an interesting one because i think that may be man i think that may be more mandala effect yeah it really could be than actual actual reality yeah. um and like i could say the one in the one in poltergeist isn't uh native american it's it's just a, it's the cemetery of um just a graveyard. Yeah, just a, just yeah. a graveyard, whatever. I don't think the nomination is mentioned or anything. Um, oh, well. well, that's that one then. <laughs> um, <laughs> one that I want to just mention, yeah. uh, because I think it's pretty quick, because it it really only ref- uh, really only comes into play in one subgenre of horror film, um, but it is in every instance well uh, more or less every instance of that subgenre and that is humans are the real evil which uh, always comes in in yes, zombie films uh, i mean it's not entirely inaccurate but I'd, i would like to see some post-apocalyptic zombie stuff or, or something of that ilk that doesn't fall back on actually the real danger is other people um you know we were getting that for the most of dawn of the dead until mm-hmm. the bikers show up mm-hmm. the four the four heroes they they work together they do and then the bikers show up 
You take the bikers yeah. away, you've got that. You, they are doing their utmost best. Their oh, mental yeah. health starts to deteriorate. They really does, but they are doing their best. Uh, there's not many zombie films like that. I mean, especially not Day of the Dead. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Rhodes. He's just I mean, a maniac. Day of the Dead, <laughs> it's, it's crammed down your throat. Now the Living Dead, it, it does. It waits till the end. Well, mm. oh, no, the. Um, there's oh, the I conflict with the other survivors. Yeah, the family in the uh, the basement. Yeah. Um, uh, 28 days later. Yeah. Um, yep. With the soldiers at the end of that just being horrible. You're talking um, specifically in zombie films, in a zombie. It's It seems to be. It seems to be. Just. Yeah, it's because they're having to group up to fight an unknown, fo- mm. like a, a monstrous foe, like an end of the world foe. But I don't think I've ever seen a zombie film where there hasn't been one of the survivors is secretly a psychopath and he's killing people or he tries somebody tries to sexually assault somebody or yeah. there's some you know I mean the The Walking Dead, the series of The Walking Dead very quickly became one group of survivors fighting another group of survivors and occasionally there's a zombie. Like Yeah, they're like the, Hello. We're here too. <laughs> the human- Zombies were only ever a threat in that in that series when they needed to be. The rest yeah. of the time, they were set dressing near enough. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's not like accurate because, by and large, humanity is full of scumbags and we do like conflict and we are awful for the most part. Um, but it would, ju- but it is. It is a overdone trope in zombie cinema, an overdone cliche in zombie cinema mm. that it they is. can't. It rarely do you just get survivors against zombies, and the, there's always an element of extra conflict involving one of the survivors, either another group that they come across or somebody within their party that's secretly a, a nutcase, or um, and it it spoils it. For me personally, because I think it's been done to to death. We know we know we're shitbags. We just let's move on. Let's just make that, it about zombies. That could have things like that. That could be integrated into whatever story, just to give more of a drama, a dramatic side. Because looking at something like Wreck, I'm trying. This might not be a zombie film. It's a possession film in a way. You know, they mm-hmm. our group of heroes. They're they're more ecstatic, more, uh, what's the word, um, scared, they're isolated in that building. They do kind of work together. There's not anyone that really <laughs> fucks anyone over in their group. No, 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 um, they're, they're not. I mean, it's more of a sense of panic and dread throughout the whole film yeah. of that. You've maybe, that, that, I suppose, maybe. maybe no, I'll, give, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It doesn't exist. If you wanted, if I wanted to be really petty, I could argue that there's the people that quarantine them inside the building. Yeah, you well, but, yes, but yeah, but that's but you know that is how it would probably work for science really. reasons in it, a way, for safety reasons. Yeah. But also, I was saying about how uh, they in in actual films like Re- Rec is meant to be real footage. You know, it's meant to be real life, so they're meant to portray how we would act rather than a made up film like Dawn of the Dead or anything like that where you can create all these different characters then nothing's real it's just a completely made up story whereas Wreck is trying to be real life 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think the remake of Dawn of the Dead. It had a bit of conflict between the security guards or people there, but then they eventually worked together. And the, the zombies really mm. are. Whereas the original Dawn of the Dead, it is the bikers are Okay, yeah, fucking... yeah. The remake doesn't have that extra the... human conflict. I suppose there's some there's some slight yeah. interpersonal conflict, but it doesn't Back have and a... Forth. Yeah, fair one. The, fair the bike, one, the is. bikers want to just cause mayhem. They don't give a mm-hmm. shit. They know it's the end of the world. They don't give a shit. You could be, yeah. you, you could be alive and doing your best. They, they don't care. They'll, they'll play with you and feed you, put you on a rope and feed you to the zombies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I suppose it's that, but it's also that they, they know they, they're, they're pirates essentially, aren't they? They're yes, taking, they are. They don't want to work for mm. what they've got. They just got. They want to take what they can get. Um. And I, like I say, I, I think it's an entirely accurate portrayal of how people would be oh, God, yeah. in 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 that situation. I mean, we've seen people panic buying and fighting over toilet roll already. So you know, we know what awful <laughs> awful bastards people can be. Um, yeah, but I'm just a little bit fed up of seeing it in in cinema, Agreed. seeing it Agreed. in zombie films. Like I don't, you know, like let's like just just give me, just give me people trying to survive against zombies. You know, put a little bit of interpersonal conflict in there. That's not too bad. But I don't need halfway through the film, forget about the zombies. Turns out John's a psychopath. We got to deal with know, this guy now. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't need that. I don't want that. Um, and I think it's just been all a bit overdone in the genre what are the latest zombie films what were the probably the, some of the most recent um oh you know what i'm really gonna struggle with titles i'm really struggling there's the one uh there's the one that arnold schwarzenegger was in um, recently well i mean recent recent it's not <laughs> recently. i mean it may Let's have, have been see sometime in the last 10 years but aftermath was it oh god i'm not sure i think what you watch no. i there's kind of a bit of a bit of both there's a bit of both worlds in this with the sadness maggie 2015 oh maggie i do know i do know about is it about his daughter is his daughter yeah. Is on, yeah in the sadness the they don't become so much zombies they become crazed psychopathic murderers rapists you know they just that's all they want to do mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a middle ground like the survivors trying to deal with the monsters flow but also this they're a kind of a group of sadistic people who don't give a shit yeah but I, it's because of an infection isn't it it so is I, it's still it, because it of that as, um, like i'm yeah i'm specifically sort of talking about where it's another group of non-infected mm. become or an individual non-infected becomes the threat I didn't um, really enjoy. I didn't enjoy Zombieland, but that's got quite a small group of survivors. Yeah, I don't it's, think it occurs in that. It I don't know if it that. does. Um, so there are exceptions. There are. Ex- I'm sure you know. I, I think I was maybe a little quick to say it's every single example because no, it's I, clearly not. But I, th- I think it's more a case actually. Now I look at it, I think the zombie franchise has been. It's obviously been overplayed. It's played out as a franchise as a whole and i think the walking dead did that it killed it yeah but have we really now we think about it, we really haven't had a mainstream big time zombie film for a while i don't think no um nothing Zomb- nothing zombie not possession not, not possession not infected like that 
zombie film. There was that. There was one that Martin Freeman was in, which I feel had a very similar plot to Maggie. It's a father you... and his daughter. Technically, um, he was in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> uh, yes, technically he was. He was. He was. Cargo. <laughs> Oh, Cargo 2017, it. so that was two I... years after Maggie. Yeah, I'd heard um, of Cargo. Which I think is that actually, if I'm saying it. I know it's post-apocalyptic, but is it zombies? Maybe it's not. Uh, Man Wake, oh, 2.8 out of 10. That's that's good, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, not, um... it's not a good film. It's not, it's not actually. Well, it's, um, it's after a pandemic. Oh, wait, I've... I may be looking at a different one. This doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Wait, a man wakes trapped inside a cargo container with only a cell phone and is given 24 hours by his kidnappers to raise $10 million. Yeah, no, that's that's not, not it, it, is it? No, that's not it. This is... Uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it's an Australian Australian film, post It is a zombie film, but I, I've, maybe there aren't many zombies in it. I have watched it, and I don't remember paying a huge amount of attention to it. I've um, just remembered one that I think doesn't have this cliche. Um, I believe, yeah, let me try and find it. It's called The Dead. Uh, not 1987. It is it's The Dead. 2010. Here we go. Okay. Um, I remember enjoying this. African, uh, uh, sorry, an American mercenary, the sole survivor of a plane crash, has to run the gauntlet across Africa battling the living dead. I don't believe in that film he has to deal with, <laughs> let's say, renegade soldier. Group oh no, maybe or not. Survivors. But, but that looks like that. That looks like it fits into what is potentially another subgenre of zombie film, mm. like like Maggie, like Cargo, yeah, like um, oh, what's it called? It uh, it runs red or something. Which is about a, a, it's one woman traveling across a desert being followed by one zombie. Um, that rings a bell, yes. And the twist is that she's like really badly injured, so she can't like just run away. Um, but yeah, this seems to be another subgenre of zombie film where it's like one survivor on a ridiculous journey. Um, I remember enjoying this though as a zombie film. It looks I pretty do, good. I must admit, I I've just got the trailer up now. It looks it's one to check out. Yeah, I really, I remember really enjoying this. It it's, also seems it's to have more... a sequel. Oh, does it? It's set in India. I, I, he made it all the way. <laughs> <into it. laughs> he, he, He's just still he walking. It so much. <laughs> he just carried on. And I just I... kept running. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with the forest gun, blind. <laughs> um, um, no, I remember it being quite a serious one, like a, a serious tone. Like obviously, yeah. the zombie films do have a serious tone, but this just felt a bit more down to earth. It looks like it. Serious. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of zombie films out there, so I bet that there will be a hell of a lot that don't have that trope. Mm. But I just feel like I've had too many zombie film watching experiences spoiled by ah. Uh, it turns out we're worse. Yeah, being yeah. thrown in there at the last minute. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, yeah. yeah, back full circle. We we are the we forgot talking about that. Yeah, we us humans are the worst. Yeah, we are the evil. That I just I, th I think it's overplayed, and I don't really need to see it again. Um, 
but you know maybe like I say maybe i'm i'm just sort of stuck in you know 20 years ago thinking about films that it it was a a prevalent cliche in that the genre has moved away from seemingly i agree and uh, i the one thing i will always point it down to unfortunately is i think the walking dead which obviously popularized zombies yeah. in the modern era i think when you tell people about the walking dead it's like oh no it's not actually about the zombies it's about the human conflict like yeah we're we're dicks we're assholes yeah. <laughs> we're just watch something else then <laughs> we're just animals yeah um we are we are the evil really uh right where where should i go where should we go where should we go scrolling down um we talked about cat we did mention cabin in the woods cabin in the woods i didn't this isn't so much the cliche, but is that a cliche? Of cabins in the woods. <laughs> I well, <laughs> now you say it could be. I'm, it kind of could be. I'm talking about the film itself. I was uh -huh. never the biggest fan of it, but I think the reason I wasn't the biggest fan of it was because it's like, oh, this is just playing on the cliches. Playing on the cliches. I think that's the reason why I didn't like it. I think. Mm -hmm. I need to go back and watch it at some point because I feel like I'd enjoy it more if I just didn't take it so seriously. I took it seriously at first. Uh -huh. I'm like, they, I felt this felt really lazy because they are focused on the cliches yeah. rather than appreciating, no, that's the fucking point. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah. point. I think you would. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd say give it another go because I, I really liked it. And uh, I was, I didn't, I was expecting, I, uh, I was expecting a, a film, a, a horror film about, a straight horror film, rather. Yeah. About some kids on a, you know, a, a, might turn out to be a slasher or a possession film, Evil Dead kind of vibe. But I was expecting a straightforward horror about kids going off and spending a night in a cabin in the woods and bad things happening. I was totally blindsided. I knew nothing about it going into it. And I was totally blindsided by what actually turned out to be the premise. And yeah. really I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. I did. My only. My only criticism is that I wish it they depict a different monster, but because <laughs> looking at the board of what they had to play with, yeah, like, oh, there were so many good options. But I didn't write down like loads of films, just that one specifically because it is a cliche in itself. I mean, yeah, as a whole that's... thing, um, it, like it, it, your your main cast of characters has the jock, the the incredibly pretty girl who. It's pretty because she's pretty sort of thing. Yeah, You've got the, the nerd, stoner, the, the stoner, the nerd. Promiscuous it, one, the nerd. It's yeah. all there. It's all it's there. All and also is the cabin, which I guess we can go into. Yeah, the cabin, which I assume you've probably got down. Have you got the cabin um, in the woods? I No, I don't, actually. This, again, feels like in the Imperogram, the cabin is synonymous with Evil Dead, right? especially one uh -huh. and two, and the reboot. Um Cabin Fever as well has one. Actually, now we think about it. It's, it's a scary plot point, thinking about it. You know, you're alone in the woods, you've got a cabin, and it's just silence. And it, it's very creepy. Hmm. You, you, especially when you, you live in a hustle and bustle, a, bit, a busy area, suburban area. There's always someone around. There's always another house. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. I, I don't think it's played out too much. I think this comes back to if it's done well, it can be a, a great, cliche a great cliche a great cliche if done well mm -hmm. um 
Yeah. No. Well, again, I think it. I think it might be another Mandela effect that mm. we think it's maybe more prevalent than it is, and mm. maybe you know, arguably it isn't. Um, but that's because of like the big impact of probably the Evil Dead. It's, yeah. it's probably entirely on the Evil Dead. Um, maybe, maybe to a lesser extent, um, Friday the Thirteenth with Jason's Jack. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, of... you could say to people, oh, we're, we're going a weekend away, we've got a cabin in the woods. People, you might get people going, Ooh, oh, yeah, spooky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah spooky. It's so. like, yeah, but where where's that come from in your head? Mm. Well, via osmosis, where's this idea of it being spooky come from? Like, yeah, Evil Dead, Friday the 13th. It's not a common cliche, but it feels like it is. No, but again, I think it's one of those things that's run. It's like the chainsaw-wielding, hockey-masked killer. Where did that come from? (laughs) Yeah, that's just become sort of... It's a mismatch of different horror cliches, potentially, that's just been sort of thrown thrown together into the the cultural milieu, you know, and uh, you've got, you know, you've got Cabin in the Woods. And, well, uh, yeah, the Friday the 13th franchise, you know, there's a lot of cabins in woods in there um, with, with killers, Evil Dead being a big one. Um, yeah, the chainsaw and hockey mask, that's... Uh, Jason never... I don't think he's ever once used a chainsaw. No, I don't think I don't think so either. It's obviously Leatherface, and by extension, yeah. Leatherface has never worn a hockey mask. Um, he probably doesn't even know what I, hockey is, probably. <laughs> so my people have just... Uh, well, no, not down in Texas. It's, they don't play hockey down in Texas, do they? Um, um, Eminem. Eminem picked it up and did it as a gimmick for one of his yeah, tours, I remember. Simpsons used it. Simpsons have used it. That's what I was thinking of. Hey, Bart, um, you want to see my chainsaw and hockey mask? <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things that's become, it, it's come from somewhere and it, it's yeah. crept from horror into, and I think, I think even things like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, would have had an episode where they went camping and there was a Friday the 13th reference, or I'm sure I could even picture oh. it. They even did the bit. There's, there's an Only Fools episode, Only Fools and Horses episode, where they go, it's called Friday the 14th, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're going fishing, illegal fishing. And there's an escaped mental convict let loose yes and it's shot brilliantly like it's raining lightning outside <laughs> and um he's dressed as a police officer that he's beaten up mm. and then the del boy lets him in but um where was i going with this talking about it yeah like uh, just a, a, a cabin in the woods thing it's, it's again it's used in that but it's where has that come from where's that yeah idea well it's, come it's, from? it's one of, it's one or two examples in horror that have been picked up as being it's just exploded yeah picked up and used as a joke in other things and then it's become it, it's in people's heads it's gone back around that there are loads of examples in horror actually maybe there aren't um all right i should have done my research beforehand but let's i've just i've just typed it in 18 of the best cabin of the woods horror movies right let's have a okay look. what we got the strangers no that's not in the woods that's in the suburban area <laughs> the cabin in the woods that's cheating friday <laughs> the 13th yeah cabin fever it's in the title mm-hmm. um deliverance 
Uh, I guess. I mean, no. It's got uh, the woods. Yeah. But it, it's... Aren't they on a river rafting trip? Eden Lake. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, some of these I have no idea about. Uh, Evil Dead, yeah, Evil Dead 2. Secret Window. I mean... It's not... Secret uh, Window rings a bell. Yeah. Oh, uh, hang on a minute. The Johnny Depp one? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm thinking of some another one. But. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's oh, more... Yeah. That's, but again, it's it's a comedic play on that trope, isn't it? It's, it's, take, it's, it's taking it on and using it mm -hmm. purposefully. And Misery. Which, <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. is it? <laughs> so, no, I, I mean... Not really. Like it's it's got to be... The focal point is the cabin itself. It's the building and whatever yeah. evil is maybe lurking in or mm. around it. And there's there's not much of it, but apparently, in our minds, it's one of the biggest things, mm -hmm. biggest biggest cliches that could be in horror. Yeah, um, like a haunted house or... Yeah, yeah. You know, Dracula's castle or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's two of mine, the cabin in the woods and then the cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, um, just to say, I'm not the biggest fan of that cliche in general. If we were to say enough. yes or no, yes or no to which one, you know. I mean, it's, you know, the Evil Dead's great and that's it. You don't need to do yeah. that again. Cabin in the Woods is okay. It's his own thing. Yeah. Tucker and Dale is also okay. It's great. <laughs> if you film. use it as a comedic device, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a, a couple of, I mean, a couple of short ones here, and I think they mostly pertain to uh, to slashes. So I think we can maybe just smash all these together and see what comes up. But we have victims falling over while running. Oh. Nobody turning the light on. Yeah. Oh, and God. running upstairs to hide. Yeah. <laughs> oh which, boy. Um, oh. I which I worst... feel, <coughs> I feel, are some of those ones where it's like, oh, I mean, and just to throw another one in, the car won't start, and I feel yeah. it's just one of those where everybody go, oh yeah, but you might not necessarily be able to pinpoint exactly which films it happens in, but you know, you know it's there, you know it happens a lot. And I want to tag on tag on to that falling over while running one is falling over while running but not getting back up and crawling looking at the killing <laughs> it's uh, always a really bad fall yeah it's always a really bad fall now I'm I'm willing I'm willing to accept that if you're being chased by a hockey mask wearing chainsaw wielding psychopath who's just yeah. come running out of his cabin in the woods that you might be a little bit startled and, yep. you know, maybe a little bit more prone to falling or stumbling or tripping over something. But really, how often do people trip up while running? Yeah, Sally Sally does a great job running away from Leatherface. I, I, and she goes through all the brambles and bushes mm -hmm. and I don't think she trips up at all or even that much. Mm-hmm. 
I I feel like those cliches are safe for the I want to say cheesy horror films or I mean they're not even they don't even um imply a jump scare or a scare they're just it's a big eye roll moment mm-hmm. I feel like ah oh, get up come on <laughs> yeah I I think you you'd have to it would have to be in, to really make it make it have it make sense be in the pitch black dark darkness of the woods and there's a a branch sticking out or a log sticking out that you just didn't see you're you're constantly turning around turning around fine but for the most part with this cliche it is uh it's it's not so much i wouldn't say overly done i just think it's uh a bad one it's yeah it's just crap it's just it's just a cheap way to pepper a bit of tension in to help the killer catch up yeah and but it's yeah it's it's just rubbish like no just you people people like that silly you know i just think it's a lazy one Um, so what was the other one the the card oh we had uh so we had victims falling over while running we had uh the car not starting yeah um perfectly functional cars will (laughs) suddenly will suddenly just cease to work the second you need it to work which i suppose is what we generally in everyday life call sod's law but yeah does it how often does it happen really you know it's like you drove all that way and these kids and generally it's implied that they've driven you know a good distance yeah to get on their camping trip or their boating trip or whatever it is they're doing um they've driven a a fair old distance and suddenly the car's just crapped out (laughs) that convenient moment a couple of hours later yeah it, it just won't start I mean, if you actually show me that the engine's been ripped out or tires have been slashed or, or there's been some sort of, you know, attempt by the the killer or whoever to, to mess things up, then fair enough. Yeah. But if it's just... And I can, I can get on board, although it's a little silly, but I can get on board with a little bit of key fumbling or I can't, or I've dropped the keys or I can't get the yes. door open. I think that's a good exception because mm. I think in a state of terror... And impending, shall we say, mm. death. Uh, I'm going to be freaking out. Yeah. And if yeah, I yeah. whip out my janitor keychain that's got about hundred keys on it, and <laughs> yeah. and then I, I don't mind the odd drop of it when they're fumbling mm-hmm. as well. Pick it up. I mean, I, I drop my keys it. often enough when there's nobody chasing me. Yeah. But yeah. I can. I, um, I can. I can live with that, and I can accept that. It's when I don't mind that. It's when. Get it in the. I keep missing the hole to put it in, because I'm. Fu- just, stop in that. That I. I. I can. It's the fu- The fumbling is fine. It's getting it in the key lock. Yeah. And not being able to do it. It's. Uh. Yeah. But then again, for it to just, just, just not turn over and just not. Start yeah. Running, it's, it's like you, you. Literally, you've just driven here. You've, you've literally just driven here. The car's probably still warm, from yeah. your your journey getting there, and now it's dead. Like no, I'm not buying it. Just, just not designed to it. pack up. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, running up, uh, upstairs. Running like, upstairs dark. to hide. Yeah. I'm now trying yeah. to do feel, Again, I feel like we're, we're definitely in slasher territory for most of these. Um, yeah. I, I mean, again, I'm thinking of back to Sally's chase. Leatherface. Uh, she runs 
Well, she's already run upstairs to find Grandad. Runs downstairs and Leatherface is starting to cut the door. Which, I guess, the stairs lead to the front door. So, would you run towards that or run back up? I mean... In a, pa- it's one of those things. It's it's easy for us to sit here, like you know, with no no danger, no impending danger, warm and toasty in our houses, and say Spine. you wouldn't do that. <laughs> but but I'd like to think that if I was in a if I was in a house with mm. somebody trying to kill me, I'd do my best to go out out through one of the ground floor, like upstairs would be the last place I'd want to I'd want to go. Yeah. Does it, maybe the difference being all these films are portrayed in American houses. American houses oh. are fucking massive. Like the yeah. downstairs is sometimes a loop, you know. Yeah. Uh, English houses, uh, I have two rooms downstairs and the stairway. If I am in one room and the killer is in the living room, I, the only way I can either go out the back door or up the stairs. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit different, I guess, with English houses. <laughs> It might be, and there's always those like really, you know, the flat roofs, wide roofs, and porches, and that port, yeah, Um, which I suppose will give you. I mean, people's boyfriends and stuff always have an easy time climbing in through windows and out through windows, and exactly, yeah. um, So yeah, maybe maybe it's that. Maybe there's that element to it that us as Brits in our tiny hovels don't <laughs> <laughs> can't I'm, make can't I'm make gen- the leap genuinely trying to think now of a film like i feel like i can visualize the running upstairs uh-huh i'm trying to think of an example now did you have any at all written down i mean I, I i just i'll go out on a limb and say one of the friday the 13th it happens in but yeah no, I, I, I couldn't find a specific i couldn't think of a specific specific example but i'm sure Name a name a name an eighties slasher film, and it probably it, happens in at least yeah. one of them. Yeah, one of the sequels does. or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to like. But again, I mean, is it is it one of those Mandela effect ones? Because I feel like it could be. It like could like be. you said at the top of the show, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, lists and things out there of people discussing these these things. It's a and, very loose. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like that one pops up quite a lot. Uh, but is it one of those that's just a Mandela effect that we've we've assumed happens in a lot of films, but actually only happens in a few? But I've, I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it. Yeah. It's a very loose uh, example. Very loose. Yeah. In Return of the Living Dead, um, the... Uh, I don't know what you call him. He works at the uh, crematorium, crematorium, the, the morgue. Um, like, oh, burns, burns the bodies. I can't remember what you what you would call it. Towards the end, when our, the groups are split, there's about three, our characters are split into like three groups, and the zombies are really starting to get him. Well, they he he him and our main the main girl hide up in like a crawl space in the, the little attic of the ground floor. <coughs> Rather than trying to escape themselves, they go up mm-hmm. to hide where there's like you only got one entrance, one entrance. It's kind of like going into an attic or a loft of a horror or a house in a horror film. That mm-hmm. that's any sort of place like that where you've got one entrance and one the same exit is well. In that regard, what the hell was Laurie thinking in Halloween, getting into that closet? 
Yeah, that's a, 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 yeah, exactly. In that yeah, and also feeds into the other one. Turn a light on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> turn, turn a light on. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. I guess you could do that. Is the reason for that is turn all the lights off is that the killer can't see you, but then at the same time, and you see the killer, especially if the killer is dressed in all black. But the, the amount of times that, well, I mean, there is that incredibly excellent shot in Halloween where oh, Michael just appears. It's so perfect. You know, if the lights, I mean, I may be ranting about this. Does does the power get cut and I'm just forgetting it? I can't remember. And it, and if that is the case, then fair play. But I think this still stands as a cliche. Um, turn the light on. Just, just turn some lights on. That's a good point. I'm genuinely trying to think now. Does the... I don't know if the... Does the... I think the power may get cut. How am I blanking on that? Because um, she had, when she had the kids there, they were watching a horror film. So I think most of the lights were off. They were watching the thing from outer space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michael turns up. Well, she runs back to the house and Michael chases her. I think the power gets cut. It, yeah, it, I mean, it might do. Which is a which is fine. That's a good excuse. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't got the choice, then fine. But I think we've seen plenty of other films just people walking around scrabbling with torches and not even attempting to switch the lights on. Yeah, at least try. Which should should save them. I mean, to be honest, in most of those situations, the actual thing to do would just be to get out of the house and just leave. Like, even if your car's not starting, just start walking. Like, just get as far away from from those places as you possibly can. Pick a straight line and go. <laughs> That's all just you gotta run, do. Run to the next town. That's um, a good cluster of three that kind of go hand in hand. I think. Yeah, I, I felt they all sort of fit into the same into the same vein. Um. You got we, one for us. Oh, well, should we just get this one out of the way? Should we get the um? If you're going to have sex in a horror film, it's kind of likely you're dead. Go on, do it. I, the Halloween franchise and Friday the 13th franchises are plagued with this. Plagued with it. And it, it's, it is one of those ones that once you've seen it once or twice, you instantly hits your brain and you're like, okay, well, yeah, they're going to, they're going to kick the bucket, aren't they? It, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't really add anything to the film. It, it Sometimes it can add a reasoning of two people are preoccupied with each other, which gives the killer a bit more of a chance to have his way and um, take the Or out. even an inventive double kill. Yes. I, feel like, yes. I feel like people quite often get pinned together in more ways than one. <laughs> I, think, I think that is how they die in Halloween 5. They're in a barn. And I think mm-hmm. he uses the pitchfork to get both of them. Yeah. I'm fairly I'm certain. Pr- I'm pretty sure. Well, doesn't that also happen in the original Friday the 13th? A double pitchfork kill? Yeah. Or is, is that in three? Friday the 13th, three. It, yeah, it, I think it does happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also in... Oh, part is it part six? Oh, no, part, uh, let me think, it's either five or seven, I forget which, harpoon gun. 
that is i think is it's seven. Not, is that not free because of the 3d aspect and the harpoon is coming towards the screen oh i'm not sure i'm thinking seven um the boat the boat anchor drags a cable onto jason and he's yeah. hanging there oh it's part three min- oh oh wait no part three unless there's two uh, spear gun. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna send you this image. Is this what you're thinking? Do, 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 do. That's part three. No, no, it's not that one. Okay, that's from the game. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's the screenshot from the game. <laughs> oh, this. That's that's balls exposed right there on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, part three and part. There's one in part eight. It might be. Oh, it might be part eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Part three, the spear gun and hockey mask were both used by. Oh, they were both used to play practical jokes on the rest of the campers later after acquiring that Jason used a spear gun to kill Vera by shooting a spear into her left eye, which then became lodged in her skull. Um, part eight, while on board the SS Lazarus, Jason That's used a different different spear gun on teenager, teenage lovers. Here we go. On lovers, Jim Miller and Susanna. Um, the gun itself was used. I remember this now. This has been a while. Used it's used as a stabbing weapon on Jim as Susie fled. And then he, Jason used the gun to spear, gun spear sadistically torment the girl before stabbing her to death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there we go. We get that. We got there in the end. Um, so, yeah, sex, sex in horror films, as particularly in those franchises, is it's a big deal and likely to get you killed. I mean, Laurie's virginity in Halloween is often sort of touted as the reason why she's the final girl. It's the reason why she's fine. Yeah. She's because she's pure and, and good. And uh, yeah, teenagers having sex with all reason why um, and not watching the kids swimming is the whole reason why Jason drowned and is what sparked uh, Mrs. Voorhees to go on the killing spree, etc. etc. Um, so yeah, sex in horror. Sex in horror, sexly equal in death in those horror films, uh, in those films particularly, is a big one. Um, yeah, who would have thought? Maybe I, I don't think the directors would have wanted to implement the reason for it being, uh, you have sex, you die, like it's a bad thing. Don't have sex, otherwise this will happen to you. But I can imagine back in those times there was a lot of uh, conservative thinking like that, you know. So no sexual um, marriage. I, th- it- I th- yeah, maybe. I think I think I've I've heard people talking about this before, and one of the sort of consensus is that um, the AIDS mm. epidemic was in the eight, like particularly in the the eighties yeah. films. Um, knowledge of AIDS and AIDS virus spreading and becoming more prevalent was becoming a. I think people were knowing, uh, you know, knew about and were more concerned about. So there's kind of an allegorical thing there. Um, I mean, it's something that uh, Randy 
obviously spouts as being one of the the big cliches, one of the rules in yep, in Scream. Uh, a, a film that used it as a twist, uh, Cherry Falls. Um, have you seen that one? No, and I believe you actually brought it up actually at one point I, again. I think I brought it up possibly while we were talking about our uh, hot topic horror films early two thousand. Yes, that was it. Yeah, flashes. Yeah, because it was <laughs> Valentine. It was the Valentine episode. Good, good shout. Yeah, it was because uh, that was two, the year two thousand. But <laughs> the twist in that is that the the killer is specifically targeting virgins, so everybody seeks to lose their cherry yeah in order to to stay safe in fact one of the big scenes of the film is essentially a big orgy that the high school students arrange amongst themselves so they can keep safe <laughs> cherry falls is really good you should watch it <laughs> okay yeah that's that's on the list yeah um is it films that have a twist with it a film that utilizes it is it it follows Oh, that of course, is yeah. that is the epitome of have sex and die. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the film is about, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, hundred percent. Good shout. Yeah, but that doesn't use it in a cliche way. It it puts its own little spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel shoehorned in like after so many slashes. Uh, it was just it was cl- very cleverly written, very cleverly used. A, a cliche that has been turned into a positive in a way. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I mean, the in. I mean in the oldest in the older slashes, particularly, I guess it was a good excuse to shove a bit of nudity in there as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So you've yeah. got your you two main attractions to get people in the cinema watching your film: gratuitous violence, bit of boob, you know. Hand yep. in hand, that's the that's the eighty slasher in a nutshell. Um, yeah, it really feels that's. I mean, it's it's spread across horror. This have sex and maybe die, but it feels like the cheesy slashers. That's where it's at. That's 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 where you think instantly. Yeah, I, I think I think so. In fact, Vic <laughs> was talking talking about this with uh, Vic earlier, and she she suggested. That you can rate, um, or you can get a sense of the budget of a movie by how quickly you see boob. So if you, <laughs> if you're the, the faster into the runtime you see a nipple, the lower the budget of the movie. And judging by some of the trash that we've watched together, I reckon <laughs> I think she's onto something. <laughs> now, now I'm trying to think of how what's the quickest boob I've seen in a, in a horror film. Oh, I mean. I'm pretty sure trauma films, it's like yeah, within five yeah. minutes, usually. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, what's next? Um, uh, this, this episode's getting <laughs> split into two. It's uh, it's for me, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this is, to be honest, this is kind of my last one. Okay. Um, and like, like sex and equal death... Yeah. I feel like it's a bit of a bit of a biggie, bit of a, an obvious one, um, but the killer is not dead. Ah, it's a good one. It's a good one. So, 
Yeah, kind of ties in a little bit to the the previous one we talked about with um, sequel baiting and stuff like that. But I'm I'm specifically thinking of it usually comes a little bit earlier in the film Mm -hmm. um, where you've got the killer out seemingly out for the count down on the floor unconscious dead and then i mean halloween did it best in the background they sit up they rise up and (gasps) look around look out behind you he's not he's not finished um so yeah i i want to i want to champion that one um yeah as as a classic (laughs) classic horror movie cliche I love Halloween. Uh, to me, it, it is near enough perfect. But there are some annoying parts where, especially Jamie Lee, uh, Laurie drops the knife. Mm-hmm. Drops the knife when he's down. And like you mentioned, the killer gets down, gets knocked down. And they maybe they're, they're, they, the door's the other side of the killer and need to be careful to step around it. Take the mask off. Fuck find out what's going on. Particularly in the Scream films. Particularly in the Scream films. Scream 2, where they have a car crash and Ghostface is knocked out in the front seat. Yeah. And they have um, Sydney and uh, her college roommate, best friend, have to climb through the back, the the, the divider from the front and back seats. And she is face-to-face with Ghostface while she's climbing over him. Mm -hmm. Just... Take that damn mask off and you could find out and end this. Yeah. You'll see it's Timothy Oliphant and you can end it. <laughs> I mean, not only take the mask off, but go and find a bit of wood down that alleyway and oh, give him a shoe sh- and give, yeah. him, give him a thicken. <laughs> yeah, that that's a really... that That is actually... I think that's one of the a horror cliche that I dislike the most. Because that happens a lot. That really happened, or happened a lot, and it's yeah. so infuriating. Because I think that's a that would be a logical thing to do. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it does. It's, it's not. We've not mentioned it specifically, but no, we know we've talked about it with other films and stuff. But they rarely use the opportunity. I think it's one of my biggest. But it's one of my biggest bugbears about the Scream franchise, actually. Yeah. Is that nobody uses those opportunities to fight back, where when quite clearly you could get the upper hand on Ghostface so many times throughout yeah. that franchise, like he's he's clumsy, falls over, gets does get knocked out more more than once, um, and nobody ever takes the opportunity to to actually bring the fight to them. Um, yeah, that's the franchise of unmasking to find out who it is. The other ones, you already know who it is. So, like, unmasking doesn't really do anything. That's more of a yeah. case of you need to either bolt it or defend and defeat, the, destroy this evil just while he's yeah. down. Go for it. Go to town. I mean, yeah, that, you know, the amount of times that Jason's been knocked down and there's it's... been a convenient machete there. Like, yeah. take his head off. Yeah. Or, you know, they've they've used, they've got a, I think I'm pretty sure in one of them, he gets shot with a shotgun, knocked and knocked prone. And that's just left. I mean, cock that shotgun and go in for a point blank headshot. And that's, you know, game over. Yeah. Um, well, does, to be yeah, fair, a machete, his head sliding through a machete and fall. <laughs> so. Well, no. But. Actually, no, it did because he came back. That was the end of him. Then he came back. He got resurrected in four, in six. 
So yeah. technically, that did kill him, actually. That did kill him. I'm wrong. But that's yeah. when he became Undead Jason. But yeah. even Undead, Undead Jason without a head, I feel yeah. like it would be less of a challenge than... Um, you know, I don't know exactly how far his supernatural powers stretch to, you know, seeing without a, a head. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I must that's, <laughs> that's the topic for another podcast, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's used a hell of a lot in one, uh, in, in the original Child's Play. Chucky gets killed, yeah. like, th- is it three times? I think we before- mentioned that before he actually gets finished off um yeah and at one point it's just his arm that's attacking like that that film takes the killer not being dead he takes some he's burnt decapitated um and that's after the naysayers eventually end up believing that he is the killer and they mm -hmm. still do not really do much to eradicate chucky entirely (coughs) it's just like don't touch it don't Mm. touch it what do you mean don't touch it we need to melt in this thing in acid <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah it's um yeah the killer the killer's not dead it um yeah it takes a lot to get rid of him in that first movie um and i think that's using that using that trope using that cliche to its extreme mm. um you I just think... you just can't keep a good guy down i guess i think that is one of my biggest bugbear is that one that cliche i really do the killer not being dead yeah it's really frustrating i mean yeah. I, I think like i say i think that, that halloween scene it can't is is brilliant but it, mm. this is the thing it it's the point it was uh, it's good when it's first done and it gets done to death and becomes boring cliche yeah. and uh yeah you know want to be retired yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, cool. Uh, did you have any? Do you have any more? I think that just about covers everything that I had. And is that also because we're tired? Sound. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Tell, I'm starting to struggle. Yeah. To speak a little bit. I'm. I'm the same man. I pretty much have done everything. I've got a cut little points. They're not big ones. You mentioned Barbarian earlier. I wrote down the dark mystery mm-hmm. basement. That yeah, the, the human intrigue just takes over. And mm-hmm. would you really? Would I mean, you really? Not after that first room. I don't think I'd uh, go any. F- the rape room. I mean, come on. Yeah. The Fritz. I mean, to be to be quite honest, I wouldn't stay in that one house in that entirely derelict neighborhood. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. just like one the one house that's in the middle of an estate wide crack den essentially. I'd just be like, nah. Um, no, let's let's expand on that. I wouldn't stay in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe that's it. But yeah, you rock up you rock up to this Airbnb, which I'm sure it must have been like it looked very nice on the website, mm-hmm. and then obviously didn't show like the neighborhood in any way, shape, or form, but. You'd have done. I mean, you've got. To, I suppose you've got to suspend disbelief. But I'd have probably done a street view of it. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Turn the camera. A bit. See all these derelict houses. But, um, yeah. Found the, out how... that the, the Google Google Map car got burnt out halfway <laughs> down the street. <laughs> but yeah, like that. All, all of that in one, actually. The the neighbor, the house, 
and the basement and just the dark the dark scary basement or secret room no i'm I'm, my intrigue does not take over no um and the last thing which i feel like i gotta mention because i put the picture on the uh the teaser post was (laughs) randy meeks and his description of the key cliches and things not to do in horror film which we've mentioned make sure you don't have sex we didn't do do drink or drugs but i don't know how heavily implied that is as a cliche like people getting pissed or getting heavily high or stoned maybe stoned stoned Stoned. but i think again it's one of those from the the heyday of the 80s slasher i feel is where because I mean, Scream was obviously you know height of the '90s zeitgeist, yeah. and it was commenting on what had come previously, which were the big '80s slasher films. Yeah. So I think I, I think that one is has been put to bed. Well, you know that's where it that's where it lives is in those in the same way that perhaps the sex one does. It lives in those old '80s ones. You'd say so, and I think that as well. I think they all tied together. Actually, I think the last one being "I'll be right back" or "Hello," or "Who's there?" Like no. <laughs> the 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 shouting of "Hello," who's there? I think that's also been played out maybe in a Simpsons or Family Guy with the yeah. killer going, "Oh hi, hello." <laughs> 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 to me, that's really bad writing. I mean, well, at some point, mm. if, if you're in your house and you hear a sp- scary noise, if you lived with someone, maybe you'd go, hello, is are you there? Is someone there? If you lived alone, I don't know if you'd say anything. No, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't want an answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, that'd what be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be terrifying to shout out hello and getting something, anything back. Yeah. Like, I know, fuck that. Yeah. Um, that that's uh, I think they all go hand in hand. All Randy's um, because he, he's he's pretty much talking about eighties horror films, anyways, or seventies horror films. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, and, well, so, and I think again, I think specifically slashers, given that yes. they are in a slasher, and it's the matter of the Scream franchise, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was that was the last one. That was the last thing on my list, and we have gone for nearly three hours. Oh damn, that is might... a long. <laughs> yeah, that is a long time. By the time this comes out, this may be two parts. This may be one. We'll see. Um, That's fair enough. That's uh, fair enough. Yeah, I think it's time now. We go rest our voices. I think mm. we've got through a hell of a lot of these cliches slash. I think we got through the big ones. I think we did all yeah. the big ones. Yeah, for sure. But you know, if there's any out there that we missed, any obvious ones that we missed, like drop us a comment, get in touch, let us know. Write them down. Um, uh, yeah, uh, contact. You can contact through our social medias down there, through the Instagram at the underscore dreadcast, the hopeful future Twitter, which will be the dreadcast. I don't think anyone else has got that. And um, if you liked this episode, do find past content by searching the dreadcast on. Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. Um, and next until time. next time. Next time. Evil Dead Rise. Very stoked for it. Um, yeah. Go go watch yeah, the film. And um, 
can't wait to discuss that next week. Uh, I think forward that's, to it, man. That's it. Let's let's go to sleep now because I'm dwindling. Okay, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Until next Thank time. Thank you, everyone. Stay spooky. Stay spooky and sleepy.